Nerds, D-A-M-A-N-E-R-D-S, uh, episode 5-3 is here, finally, it's been a while, me and Rod uh, have been figuring out all these different players that we want to talk to, mm-hmm. but we're coming back, we're coming back with vengeance this year, I'm I promise you. With vengeance. So, Dominers is here, episode 2-3, I'm your host, MJ. From Kendertainment, always joined by the greatest, most friendliest Canadian you'll ever meet. Well, I don't know about the most friendliest. There's the a lot of Canadians out there. But yes, we'll say, say greatest. That's a bold claim. Rod. Hey. Dama. What is up, nerds? It's a pleasure to be back in the virtual studio. Yes. You know, as always, um, hanging out, you know, getting the, the guest in there, the not-so-secret guest, and then figuring out who the hell is going to intro this episode because we never remember who's odds and evens. So, <laughs> yeah, But yeah, here we are. We made it through again. We figured it out. Friday, June 24th, 2002, here in the JP time, it is 12.18. I just scarfed down some food for lunch, got my water ready, oh. and it's going to be a good one. Everyone, today we have the one and only possible Young gun, maybe not a young gun anymore. Doing Westmoreland. What's up, nerd? Stoked (laughs) to be here. Truly an honor. Been a long time listener, long time Patreon supporter. You know, you got to get on that. Yes. Uh, Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, for that. We're excited to have you here. Possibly the youngest guest that we've had. Possibly. Maybe. I think so. You know? And yeah, you're, yeah. You're younger than fish, right? Yeah, you are. Fish. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the Gallagher's, or at least <laughs> Nick. Um, so, so it's really going to be a good one to hear your perspective because if we look at, you know, there's a lot of videos about Nick and Zach when they were growing up. There's a lot of young clips of them and stuff, and as well as with you, Dylan. But yeah. the companies, unlike you know, Sweets with the Gallagher's, they don't really, they haven't. No one's highlighted your history when you were young you didn't have the skunk hair but you know you had the, you had the moose in there sometimes here and there and you did have a strong passion for this wooden toy from back in the day so we're gonna start from way back um so the, the the classic question that everyone has is how did you find it but we're gonna skip that shit because we're fucking dominers we don't care skip that shit. what we we're going into <laughs> right into it right into it everyone uh because we all know who, who dylan westmore d westia should we call you d west anymore does that have like a young feel you know how like some people when they're like hi my name's like mikey when you were young you're mikey but then as you get into like high school and shit you're like i am michael no, you know <laughs> i think uh i'm very much d westy in kendama um i when i introduced myself i still say my name is dylan but d westy <laughs> was my instagram name for kendama and i mean kind of stuck when that's my page that has the most uh most views people see it the most so yeah i, I kind of expect it so how did how did d westy come about <laughs> that's a good one d westy came about back in middle school actually and it's pretty fitting because i love baseball so much <clears throat> Ooh. my heights i mean my middle school not my middle school coach, my travel coach in middle school. Uh, he just gave me that nickname D Westy and it, it really just stuck from there. And I, I made it my username obviously. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's an easier way to you know to say all those letters in Westmoreland. So I was about to say, yeah, yeah, you do have, yeah. there's a lot of letters in your last name. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of long. It does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so then you lock that one in. So did your, all of your friends in high, in middle school then call you that? Did it continue or was it just for the baseball uh, team? I mean, 
baseball, they would call me like Westy, D Westy, but it was very much Kendama. In school, I was I was doing like D Westy is a very very much a Kendama a Kendama thing. None of your sure. family calls you what D Westy. <laughs> no, no, like my sister goes by like Westy. Like literally, that's like her her nickname. Like she just has Westy, and I, I've I've been D Westy longer, but my dad's the real OG Westy. So you True. know, the whole line, oh, it's a whole line yeah. of it, but, senior but, Westy. Uh, the capital yeah, D Westy. It was, it's, it was a, it was a Kendama thing, and, I, and it's cool to have a, a nickname stick. I guess uh, it, it, it was only, it was only one I ever knew, so it, yeah. it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, that's pretty go. cool that it, it has stuck for so long. And it's like that, that's one that's like not going to get weird or old. You know, some people like. I don't know, like, you know, hands off my sack is one that just popped into my head, you know, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he can, pro- he's still going to probably rep that for a long time, but still like D Westy is like, just, it's, it's you, it is your actual name and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It works. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So Dylan, Mr. Westmoreland, um, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go back to it and let's hear about, let, let's hear about your connection with other people when you got into it you're saying what middle school tell us about pure kendama your Ooh. buddies in pure um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the russ and d west um pure kendama was a was like a middle school team most of these guys probably i mean a couple of them continued through high school and uh still maybe fiddle fiddle with it now but nothing like like back then but yeah, they were just a, a, a group of uh, Kanama players at, at my school. And I think I was kind of late, late to the party, but I was, uh, I was progressing pretty fast and we all got to play at the same school. So I got to join for a little bit. I felt like I was on the, the later end side of it. Like I joined, oh. like, well, like as I was going up, they were kind of getting towards the end of, of their love for Kanama. Like mine was just continuously exponentially growing at that point. So like <laughs> theirs was just kind of going the opposite directions, I guess. So like once high school hit, I feel like there was just maybe like one, my one buddy, Braden, who was a part of Pure Kendama. Um, he, he would uh, jam with me all the time and all the way from back from like seventh grade. So he continued, but like, yeah, now I'm, I'm drifting farther up into high school and continuing the story. But uh, yeah. yeah, those first, those first couple of years that were, were super fun. You know, that's like, where I found my, my first love for it was just getting to play with my friends and be competitive with my friends. Like if there wasn't people around me playing, there's no way I would have continued. Like it was, it was force fed to me as in like, there were so many kids around me that had it at my school. Like I was, I I like couldn't have not tried it. Like there was just like (laughs) no way I was going to avoid this thing. Like so many kids had it before I even decided to try it once. So it was like, it was just there. And then there was people to get to beat and playing Ken. It was just, I was competitive. I love sports. So it was easy. Yeah, man. It really helps to have people to play with and like push you, push each other, especially in the beginning. So it's like, it's such a contrast. Cause like for like me, I was like with pretty much only Eric and like, I guess Alex was in another town and stuff, but we'd hang out a lot, but it was just like, you know, that one person is enough, but you had like a school full of people to hang out with every day and such with. That's pretty sick. Definitely. Like when you're first getting started, I feel like you kind of need that. Like you can't, you can't appreciate it quite the same online i mean you can like that's that's how i got even more passionate about it once i started you know figuring out what there was online but those those initial days if you can have somebody to like push yourself where you're both just kind of fooling around like how many base cup down spikes can you do in a row like oh my <laughs> god bro that's like the funnest like i can live i still have a vivid memory of like middle school like getting back from summer break just been playing for like two or three months some people have been playing four or five 
and we're all like in a circle and I'm just smacking base coat down spike, like over and over again, like base coat <laughs> down spike, base coat down spike, like five in a row, just like, Oh, Oh, like just smacking them back to back to back. Like yeah. just, just genuinely so fun in middle school. And then, then I feel like kids still liked it. And then they thought they were too cool for it. Cause they were going in high school, going into high school. Like they were like, Oh, this ain't for me anymore. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> high school, high school is one of those times, you know, you never, you're never sure what to do. I don't think, yeah, you, but you do want to be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then so, yeah. then there's, so then there's a sense of like Ken Dama not being cool, right? And like that's that's the interesting thing because be. I think there's so many groups that are created, especially you know when you first get into it, it's usually a group of people like you, and then like you know you kind of like hook your other friend or two other friends into it, <laughs> yeah. And then you see online, you know, like there's teams and shit. You're like, yeah, okay, let's let's make a team. Which is actually a good idea because that really like solidifies like the core members or like it makes you totally. think like, hey, let's hang out like every whatever day at this time to jam. And mm-hmm. then that's going to improve your your progress and shit. So having a team is, is really good. I don't know if people still do it so much or like when that happens. But usually in that team, as just doing like you were saying, people you get older, years pass and it usually that that team dwindles the blood, the passion for the dama dwindles and then you see the true nerds sticking it out <laughs> yeah where did the where did that passion come from like you said you're really competitive um you were playing sports so you were playing baseball. baseball did you feel more i guess in control like you know it's not a team sport ken dama it's all up to you did you like that more than baseball um i feel like I, I like the team's team aspect of baseball, but to really answer your question, why I, you know, what hooked me on onto Kendama, I feel like it was just like very much right place, right time. Like I got to jam with so many friends at school and that really pushed me to just grow for like the first year. Like I was just like at a point where I probably did not anticipate being just because I had so many people around me pushing me. And like, I sometimes forget that, like, because it was so long ago, that's like seven, eight years ago now. But, um, Wait, past what that year point, was that, like 2014, 15, 20, no. 2014. Yeah. Mm. 20, 2014. Um, but then once I, uh, once I realized there was like an online community and like getting to see at that point, there was already like a world champion, like bombs is already world champion. Like there was already like big video projects by Konami USA and like other companies that made Konami look extremely like extremely cool for like not being like the biggest market. Like they did a really good job of like, like presenting it as like a really fun, (laughs) like skill toy, hobby, whatever you want to call it. Like they made some, so many people I could go on. There's some too many people to list, but there's so many people that in those original days that laid it out to like make it really appealing to like, especially like a young kid, like that just looks so cool and fun. The fact they're out there traveling just to play this, this toy that I've already been obsessed with for like a year, like just doesn't even like (laughs) make sense. Like, so, and then, yeah, I just, I just really love the aspect. You can just do it obviously whenever, wherever, like there's no, there's no like regulation. There's no, you don't need anything more than like a flat ground to like jam some Dom. So yeah. <laughs> in, in, the, in your group, the pure Kendama, did you find yourself at the top quickly of, in skill level? Uh, there were some kids that, that were, were pretty honed, like uh, my, my friends, Braden, Leonard, and there was, they, they were pretty, they were pretty skilled. But I think at a certain point, I, when they were maybe getting 
less into it. I was just, as I said, just running with it, like all, all in, like <laughs> becoming I, the Kendama monster you are today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was, I was hooked, dude. You you mentioned, you know, you said you quoted, "I was late to the party." There was an actual party that you went to where TJ Kolsnick, Kenyatta Williams joined. <laughs> As like party clowns, but party can dama pros. <laughs> Tell us about how yeah. that was. was where, okay, so. what, in, what place of your kendama journey when you yeah. were starting was at the very beginning? Was the middle? Yeah. You know who they were? What was so, it like? So I started playing mid-2014. This was this event, this birthday party you're referring to happened in like March 2015, I believe. And it was at my homie's house who used to like take me to school. Like his dad was like, this is kind of unimportant details. Dad was like the principal and he would like give us a ride to school. And like his parents like clearly had some money because they can afford to like pay two Kanama pros to drive 60 miles from San Diego to come uh, <laughs> to like a birthday party with a bunch of 13 year olds or 14 year olds. So yeah, I mean, I got to be, meet TJ or no, I'd already met TJ at that point. I think that was my first time meeting Kenyatta maybe. And that was, that was super sick. I, I think he was like not even on tribe yet. So that was, it was like early Yada for sure. That was super sick to see him pull up. I don't know if we, we knew he was going to be there, but either way, it was it was a sick experience. I remember I got to beat TJ and Ken on my sweets homegrown. I thought I was so sick. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely something that everyone will brag about as like a, being a, your average, whatever, a non-sponsored Ken Double player. And then yeah. like you beat a pro or something, you you feel like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you, run, you run run back to the homies yo i beat the pro i beat the pro <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And everyone was so excited about it so was it a surprise you knew they were coming or was it like a surprise knock at the door no no uh we knew he was going to be there i think somewhere deep in my not too deep but somewhere in my room not worth uh grabbing there's a, a flyer for it like tj colson is going to be at kyle's birthday party and it's got like a picture of tj with like a tribute shirt and like a tribute dom probably yeah. And just like just just advertising it probably got passed around to the the, the can homies at school or whatever like yeah. oh, okay okay <laughs> yeah Damn. so you were psyched were they there for a long time doing just mini games were they like doing was there face painting involved <laughs> <laughs> i i think he might have he might have given away a couple kandamas or you might have done like some mini games i just remember just playing Kanama and enjoying it. I don't remember exactly what we did. Honestly, it was fun though. Did that, did that help you like feel like, wow, like this is something that like people get paid for like pros. Like did that, did that kind of in your mind then give you a kind of future of Kendama could be something that could lead me into a kind of career path. Career path is probably never what I, I ever thought, or I even think to this day, I mean, like, I do a lot of Kanama tricks, so I don't really anticipate a career coming out of it unless it's like farther down the line, I'm able to figure something out. But I don't think at any point I really was like, this is like going to be my career. Like it was always like, I. but there's definitely many points where I realized there was opportunities that I could, I saw myself having that I wanted to work to get them like, uh, you know, getting the opportunity to get sponsored. Like I saw that beforehand, like, and I worked to, to get it and like going pro I worked because I saw that the, I thought there was an opportunity there and I thought maybe I could do it. So like there was definitely stuff I wanted to work towards, but I never really thought, I think I'm going to be a Kendama player for the rest of my life. Like as mm. a, as a career, yeah. <laughs> like that'd be, mm. I mean, that'd be sick, but it's just not too, not too feasible on the body or like, <laughs> there's not, it's not really, 
not really a market for it. So unless, unless uh, yeah. you're, you're making them or, or producing them, I mean, there's a handful of lucky guys that get to do it, you know? Unless you have somebody paying you to do stuff constantly or like yeah. you're winning every competition. And even yeah. then, there's not that many economic competitions that pay money, really. Yeah. Or that pay but, a lot of money. Yeah. But it doesn't take away like from... like becoming more and more, but... But that's good though too, because that's not. I don't think that that's what kendama is about for that reason. You know, it's not something that you can be like, "Yo, I'm just gonna like grind tricks really hard so I can like make money at this kind of thing." You know, it's like people who do it do it because they love it. Yeah, and like the money is just an added bonus to help pay your flight to get your ass out there or whatever, mm. right? <laughs> but, yeah. So you you said you met uh, TJ before a little bit before that party. West Coast, there's a lot of people who repped Kusa, I feel, in California. Maybe in your area, you know, we got Wien's, Ken Garden was over there. You know, Mateo was from over there. It feels like there's a bigger scene in the West Coast. So did you did you have your eyes set for like Kendama USA as to be like, maybe I want to be sponsored? Who would I think about? So for the first year and a half or so, I was really trying a lot of Kendamas, like just trying to see what other brands had to offer and like enjoying the kanamas I had and just thrashing them. Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. too focused on picking a lane on which company I wanted to support and promote and work towards a sponsor. Yeah. But there was a point in late 2015 when TJ, maybe even before he had sent me these kanamas, um, I had just known that he had been following me and supporting me, to, you know, maybe talking a little bit. Um, I, I don't know if we had hung out at this point, or if that was a little bit later, but I could just see that he, he appreciated what I was doing for Kanama at that point. Like he appreciated my style and my tricks. And it seemed like, mm-hmm. uh, if I keep working, he would just, he definitely probably gave me some, he, he probably told me some things that, that really like boosted my confidence and made me want to would do it. Cause I'm trying to, you know, think of what my motivation would be to want to do that. And it would have to be probably pretty direct things he would have to say to me to, to make me get that feeling. And I don't remember, obviously it was so long ago. I don't remember exactly what was said, but like, I'm sure he, he gave me some, he pushed me a little bit and was like, keep crushing it kid type thing. Like, and <laughs> kind of gave me the, a path to like, I was like, Oh, maybe if I keep grinding and keep posting these tricks, like there's a, there's a chance who knows, like, and I just kept, kept working and working and posting lots of tricks, making videos and I, I, I wanted it. So, <laughs> and, and TJ <laughs> chose you, right. Everything, all the pros at the time or the, the people who are on yeah. the tribute team, right. They chose people to be tribe and yeah. TJ chose you, right, Dylan? TJ chose me, correct, but he also chose Kenyatta uh, before me, so he had two tribe picks. Okay, yeah. okay. Yes, yes. Now I recall that in the Kenyatta episode. He did mention but, that, too. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool that, that he... I mean, I don't know how many people had two tribe picks. Probably probably a handful of Kusa guys got to have two tribe picks, and TJ was one of them, so that was, that was really cool. He... he like ran the San Diego Kanama scene. Like that dude, like did so much for Kanama and like profited, profited for one. But I mean, like he found success in Kanama. Like no one, like no one else almost has found. I mean, obviously people have found great success, but I just want to say in like that short amount of time and like hosting his own world tour, like he completely created like his own tour and like went on a full tour, like all around made a whole like giant YouTube video on it. As like so many views now it's like, I just think I, I have a ton of respect for his worth work ethic in Kanama back then. Like he, like he was a big inspiration to me, like no doubt. That's good. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's a, there was a big connection with you too. Not only just, you know, him being your, your pick, but 
him being in California, probably seeing you as you were growing up, kind of being like possible mentor. Was he, was he helping you out a lot once you got on tribe? Were you asking him about stuff? Like who, what was your like connection to Ken Dama USA? Who are you like really close with? Feels like I would assume TJ. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. TJ, like he was who got me on the Konami USA. So obviously I would ask him uh, for a lot of advice or if maybe there was a trip and I wanted to just get some advice from him. He was, he was definitely the main dude that, that got me on the team and I had a ton of respect for him. I looked up to him a lot and, and he was going pro the same year that I went tribe. So I knew like, maybe if I want to go pro, I have to follow what this guy's doing a little bit. And I mean, I, I didn't to go pro, but um, <laughs> you definitely, we definitely had different paths of like going pro, but uh, he was a huge inspiration all around just in how much he, he did for Kanan. It was, it was truly special. I mean, that's, that's why I even got to got to meet him because he had such a passion for for doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. What did you think? What did your What did your parents think? Because uh, like me, Rod, you know, our parents were in other <laughs> places when we were getting into Kendama. Is you know, we were on our own paths and shit. You with a lot of other you know younger slayers, uh, of course, to live with your parents, going to school and stuff. What did your what, what did your parents think about the whole thing? Getting into like what is that wooden cup? thing yeah <laughs> spending um, a lot of time on what's that. all that banging in there <laughs> right stop dropping it i told you not inside the house like <laughs> or just or just like were they excited like oh he's not playing my son's not playing video games as much anymore i guess you let him go yeah how supportive yeah were they? yeah they were they were very supportive i have to be thankful for them i mean i feel like you have to have I mean, I don't even want to go the opposite way, but I'm thankful for my parents for just supporting Kendama as any parent should. Like, what's wrong with Kendama? It's way better than staring at a screen. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I don't know how any parent couldn't be like, that's sweet. That looks like fun. Like, I'm glad you're outside seeing the sun and not staring at a screen. So, yeah, my parents were completely supportive. And my dad bought me my first Kendama off Amazon. Like, they, they bought me Kendamas at a certain point. They didn't have to buy me any more Kendamas, but they bought me a lot of Kendamas <laughs> in the beginning. And I would, I won some competition, so it was, oh. it was cool. I feel like I don't, I didn't break the bank like for the years I I played Kanama, so that's cool. Nice. They were super, <laughs> yeah. they were super, they were super supportive though. I, I got to be be thankful for them. Um, yeah, they took me to they took me to some, some events, mm-hmm. or I would try to find rides any way possible. But uh, I was only you know 13 when I started, and I got sponsored by the time I was 15. So I mean, once I'm sponsored, it's like you can't really tell me anything. I'm sponsored, but like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep playing. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> So yeah. what was what was the first Dama off Amazon? Ooh. It was a green Caleb Kanama, uh, like a rubberized <laughs> all green. Caleb Kanama. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Man. And I was actually thinking, just since we're talking about a Kanama, you like baseball. So have you ever heard of or seen or own one of the Mizuno um Jack Kendamas? The ones you know what I'm talking about? I know the ones what you're talking that are about. Um, yeah, they're made of the Mizuno bat extras that aren't yeah, good enough dude. for bats or whatever. And Jack yeah, Kendall buys yeah. them and makes ma- maple kendamas out of them. They're pretty sick. Ash too. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a sick, sick concept. I looked at them on Instagram a couple times, but I never got mm. one. They still sell them, you know? Dude, they um, just... I think so, yeah. They, they, they just, just put some out, right? They yeah. just put some out and they sick. finally have opened up a international uh, shipping I guess mm-hmm. they, they figured all that out. So you can now buy it because before you couldn't, but they would like advertise and it's got the new micro lines, dude. Those fucking yeah, it's those got the stripes fingerprint on the top. micro. 
engraving throughout all of the Tama, all the perch areas, the handle stall, there's this, there's these grooves that if you're holding it, you can totally see like this fingerprint groove all over the whole thing. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. I messed, I messed with one with the, uh, the Kayaki version that they had. There's a Yaki version. There was, it was gone real quick, Uh, but they just, and, but this one is the Mizuno bat maple version coming out go check it out but yeah that's such mm-hmm. a cool concept and i think not only just it's for like great. being like a, a baseball fan but also just if, if anyone's you know like thinking about the world being like a little eco-friendly like that that totally makes yeah. sense that's such an awesome idea that he had yeah. i don't know how he made that connection but yeah or like that. how he hit up mizuno i wonder too like mizuno is not the only people who make bats and like there's other companies that do stuff with like that shape of wood you know so like i don't know maybe i wonder if other companies also buy that you know and do things with them or yeah yeah but okay but, but anyways you did, yeah you did get into kendama 2014 what do you think about shapes i remember on the russ and d west you know vlogs you were really all about the uh, the ozoras being like the perfect shape <laughs> yeah it was which uh, i think everyone I thought, all those old school players you know me me and rod as well the old heads like that that was your only option and it was so much better quality than shit off Amazon. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Azores. It was cool getting a chance to play those Kanamas when I when I got into Kanama since I got in 2014. And, you know, shapes didn't really start changing and all, all around the board probably to like 2017. I mean, I think Slay Dog was like 2016. So probably and you about just like 2017. Missed the, just missed the, the tribute era, right? I think that was when Kaizen... Or yeah, no, yeah. no, that was like maybe yeah, a few, yeah. like a Kaisen. year or something. Kaizen came in 2014. Yeah, yeah. So I got yeah. to like, like six, seven months into Dom. I think they dropped the Kaizen, uh, the Kaizen line and like that, those V4 Pro Mods. I think it was V4, like the Silk ones, the, you know, the Red Smith, the, yeah. the call, the classic or that the most recent Colin mod. Like, yeah. Oh, um, oh no, that one. Yeah. On the, the Kaizen. The one okay, with the okay. Anukshuk on the can and like the like ice creamy colors. Like and the Z, blue the, and the Zach Yord uh, brew. brew yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. That one was really sick. Yeah. Those were, that was a great line. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I lost my train of thought, honestly. Uh, the old school shapes. You know, no oh, yeah. sticky paint. You were, uh, you know, I, I went back, I checked out some pure Kendama, your old, <laughs> your, your fucking old YouTube channel. I watched the Cat in the Hat skit and shit you know uh, oh no there, there was, <laughs> but you were playing with a lot of old, that's gotta be like, on that's gotta be on unlisted or private or something <laughs> there was a lot of <laughs> old kendamas that you're using sticky paints i saw you using natties and yeah you know when sweet homegrown came out like everyone was using those natties and stuff but um you were doing some pretty you know there's a lot of juggles there was instas two finger string how, how did you feel when these new shapes came out yeah, I embraced them pretty easily. Um, if there was some that got too outlandish, maybe I looked at them twice, but by pretty quickly, <laughs> every shape just became the norm. Like it was nothing that was too big, it seemed. So kind of just started accepting them as they come, but I, but I enjoyed them. I, I enjoyed getting to play the bigger shapes and how Kanama evolves, obviously. Was there like a mm-hmm. revelation with like adding a longer string, especially with your, your play style? You know, you do a good amount of juggles and shit. I don't know if it was uh, at one point where I just extended it. Probably just got like a little bit longer over time. And I remember like KWC 2017, I think was the year Leon got like third and he had like a rope string 
and like it was so foreign to everybody yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Even, like the gallaghers <laughs> are just like what the heck like yo everyone is like <laughs> even in japan people were talking about his his the length of his string like how he Dude. swings for like a swing spike and it's like it, i think it, the time touched the ground like it's so super long <laughs> <laughs> he's not a tall dude either so it like yeah. just looks longer even on him you know i bet you like I'm, rolf plays the same string or like longer <laughs> but you just don't notice because he's such a big dude right and he's like how, how long is that he's like oh, four four fingers yeah, yeah for him it's four, four rolf fingers, fingers. <laughs> yeah it's like a fucking four, macbook pro four sausages bro just all lined up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh shit yeah. oh man so okay okay a lot of shapes you went through and that's, that's pretty cool. And I think that's when you came in, that's kind of special for, to, for your perspective on Kendama to understand like the mm-hmm. old heads of where they came from, the paints as well. And, and the progression that it's, that's come into where some people like now recently getting into Kendama, like the shape is, it hasn't been fully maximized, but I feel like it's getting there so far from the play style. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, when you were a part of Kendama USA, I, you had a, a hand in creating the shift shape. How was that? Like, so that was that was really cool. Um, I got to be at the craft uh, warehouse in Tennessee, I believe, and that was a really cool experience. Like with Wyatt, Skaggs, Smith, Jero, Ryan. Uh, pretty sure that was probably the squad, at least for one, one of those sessions. I think we might have had a couple sessions going in there trying to work on shapes like uh when we were working on the shift shape and honestly even to this day i struggle with deciding what would make a kanama better i can't really think of those those things don't just like come to mind i really just like picking up a kanama and and playing with it for what it's worth for what that kanama will give me um so even (laughs) back then this was like 2018 so four years ago i didn't really have (laughs) to be completely honest i didn't have a ton of input to create a shape i know Wyatt had some big things he wanted to do and at that point he was pro and i was tribe so i was down like i was like i respect this guy's opinion i know he's going to come up with something uh excellent and i got to try the protos and uh obviously i had little inputs but i didn't have a significant uh <laughs> input into the the shift shape creating a shape but it was a very cool experience getting to be there mm. seeing nama's hand turn is always a special a special thing so I always mm-hmm. got mad respect for people that can do that. <laughs> Shout yeah. out, Rod. Yeah. <laughs> right. say, you could too with some time, but you just got to get in there and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Tools, yeah, yeah. have a good teacher. I mean, like, same with like Kendama. Like, so many mm-hmm. people, like, even here in Japan, where everyone knows what a Kendama is, they see it. They're like, oh, wow. Oh, it's so, that's too difficult for me. And I'm like, you just got to put in a mm-hmm. little time and then have someone yeah. kind of teach you the small yeah. hints that you need, these small tips. Oh that make it a hell of a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the floodgates open for the people who well, get into it to see like, Oh, this is fun. And it is actually a little easier than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. It's only impossible for you. If you think it's impossible for you. Oh, words <laughs> is that, should we put that on a t-shirt or something, Ron? <laughs> I, I bet you it is on a t-shirt, but yeah, we could, we could probably do it better. <laughs> oh shit. so you're like i was i'm thinking like uh you know guitarist there's there's a lot of guitarists who who are all about like the amp sound type of string sizes they use the the, the pedals and shit so do you want oh, to do down down to the like, type of wood the guitar is made from you yeah know? yeah 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 dude so i, I resonate what you're saying dylan because it's like as me for a guitar player i don't care as long as shit's loud and i got a distortion on it 
I'll play it. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I like the way you kind of put it, Dylan, too, about like, you know, like I like what what did you say? It was like what this kendama can give me. Like that's what yeah, you can yeah, get for what out it's of worth. it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like that a lot because just... that's kind of like what I think too. I'll like play a kendama and be like, oh, this is like this one's the stall one. Like, you know, I'm we're we're doing stalls, you know, and then you pick up another one, like, oh, this one's the loon one. We're we're fucking <laughs> we're landing some looters today, boys, you know. Like, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I think it's cool to like to think that way about it too, because it's like you're adapting to the kendama rather than like expecting the kendama to just be perfect and do everything. You know, of yeah. course, in a perfect world, that'd be sick, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just not quite the world we live in. So sometimes you got to do what you can with what you got, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> does the shift shape kind of still hold something special for you since you were like there during the process of it? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And that was the shape of my pro model with Konami SA. So mm-hmm. I think that was actually the first pro model with the shift shape. So that was, that was cool getting to debut it on the on shift shape that was pretty tight oh um, that was the first one eh? that's cool yeah i think me me and bish released mods the same weekend at mko and hers yes. was in the slim shape and then i had the shift shape on mine nice you go on that note actually the i think i remember the your kusa pro mod had 57 on the cup right and yeah, yeah. and i believe it said that it was like it had something to do with the string length it was 57 centimeters is that what that was technically so, that was a that was kind of like the back end of the reason that was it was cool to match the 57 centimeters because that was a string length i enjoyed playing but that's not like why i put the 57 on the cup um mm. i mean like i guess i might as well explain why it's in like my pro video i explained um not yeah. to say <laughs> just no, i mean I some people are gonna, like you talking some about people that are gonna, that's the only reason some people are gonna recognize it as soon as i say it that, that's the only reason I'm hesitating, but 57 was <laughs> like my lucky number. My grandma uh, passed away in 2013 when she was 57 years old. And I would like right. wear that right. jersey on my, my uh, wear that number on my jersey and just seemed like it was my lucky number. And then the cool. day, coincidentally, the day I got announced on Konami USA was May 7th. And oh shit. Uh, in the fifth month in day yeah. or month day format, it's five, yeah. seven. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's some synchronicities that's pretty cool yeah so yeah yeah, it was just it was a special number for me so i just want to slap it on there and then yeah 57 centimeters was like a string length that worked for my style so i just ran with it okay that's that's like oddly specific i love i've never heard of another kendama player saying like how long their string actually is in any (laughs) measurement but fingers (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and that always like 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 no no like no nothing bad about it i was just always struck me as odd i was like oh it's like they probably weren't even seven centimeters they're probably like what i was gonna say like there's no fucking way yeah there's no fucking way the guy in the factory in china is sitting there with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and a tape measure in the other hand fucking measuring these things as he's tying the knot there's just no way <laughs> no, yeah there's, there's no way those screen lights were off so. yeah it's like they're 57 plus or minus 10 yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's not so bad but, yeah so you've been with kusa you were with kusa for about like four years right what are, what are some highlights there was a lot i mean the japan trips always really stick out mm-hmm. um you know, super thankful for all Konami did for me. I mean, <clears throat> getting to go to Japan when I was 16, that was my first time leaving the country and I got to go to KWC. So that was just incredible. And especially 
I don't even have to explain to you guys like how cool it is to play Konama in Japan. Like it's just such so a cool feeling. Let's, like, let's explain it. Let's explain it for the people who haven't been yeah, experienced yeah. Japan. Uh, it's just such a strong connection, obviously, as Konama is a Japanese skilled toy and getting to go to the, the country that created Konama is just such a special thing, especially mm-hmm. to go compete in a world cup, just crazy. In the town where it was created too, right? Not just the country. Yes. Right yeah, down to the true. city. True. Which most you Japanese just, people yeah. don't even know about. It's like, oh, yeah. it's from, oh, from Hiroshima. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was Japan's always special. I uh, I really enjoyed those those times. All all stand out. They all stand out very differently in my mind. There was I got to go three times, and then 2020 was the COVID year, so I haven't been back since 2019. So the 17, 18, 19, the years I went were all just stand out so differently, and there's special memories for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, so many great memories with Konami. Is that, um first MKO, getting to go meet so many people in 2016. Um, that was obviously so special there's that's always an event that if you can make it out to you should go because there's so many of so many canon players from north america that that pop out and you could meet just about anybody you want so i always, <laughs> always enjoyed mkos um the creeper real tour i got like the shirt hanging right here that was that was epic and that was right after uh i went pro for konami say so i got to go to the mko our, me and bish got our, our mods announced and then we got to go in a little road trip in the van with the boys just uh stop stopping in some places on the way to from minnesota on the way to georgia so going down through the u.s and it was a yeah great Nobu, time getting Nobu joined that one right yes it was his, it was first time at in the u.s like outside of the, the mko experience so like the mall in the hotel so it was like so cool getting to like show him just a little bit more and just get you know i'm in the van with us is it, it was so cool <laughs> <laughs> what's uh give, give us a good nobu story from the creep it real tour i mean from nobu uh, himself i asked him how it was he's like why it was crazy smashing pumpkins um and he also said that they smoke a lot of weed in america that sounds right? about right. Yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right. Because it was in October, right? It was around Halloween season, so there was pumpkins out. Yeah, we were we were smashing pumpkins like on top of the van, just like hucking pumpkins into the <laughs> yeah. ground. Peace out, Chicago. <laughs> Slam a pumpkin. <laughs> Did you make Nobu do it? Like, like this is what Americans he do. do it. This is he how we take care of the pumpkins. He wouldn't do it. He's too. He's too nice, bro. He, he's way too. <laughs> way too polite has way too many manners to ever smash a pumpkin and do it <laughs> oh man but, yeah, how long was, was that tour that was a few weeks no it was honestly i think it might have been a week. week it was yeah. it was pretty quick yeah like probably like three or four probably four stops just on the way on the way to georgia end up at the kusa headquarters good ending location so that worked out nice and then how was the how was the tour? You've been on, on a few tours, but how was that one at was that your first like let's get in a van for a while? Yeah, there hasn't, been, these, a, there hasn't been a ton labeled tours, probably just two. My the recent Europe one that was incredible. But this creeper real one in twenty eighteen was was it was relatively short. I remember it, it just flying by and uh, especially it was right after MKO, so kinda ha- kinda hagged into the van, just kinda like making making it through. 
like sleeping a lot. Um, but we, we had some good, some good turnouts at some of the events. I remember the, the last stop in Georgia was probably like the biggest turnout. There was a ton of people that came out to, to jam with us. So that was, that was super cool. I think to end on, end on that stop. Yeah. Um, but that was super cool. I mean, Mags was there pretty sure he was fresh on Kusa so like mm. within a couple months. So it was cool getting to kick it with him. Uh, cause that was something that had came to fruition from months earlier, like seeing him at Domino D and stuff and then getting him rolling the van with us a couple months later was, was pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that was a that was a fun little tour. It definitely, it definitely went by by pretty quick. <laughs> was it, so let's hear what was the craziest thing. The craziest thing. I don't know about the craziest thing. Did uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, did, I don't did, have the craziest. The craziest did thing. Like almost like fall asleep on the wheel. Everyone was there. Like a patch of uh, fucking black ice or some shit. <laughs> You run I out of did, gas somewhere. I think we got to have a Halloween party. I think that was that was pretty funny, just <laughs> messing around on on Halloween. It, it worked out nice. Where uh, it was, yeah, the, the week of Halloween, we got to <laughs> hang out at, at Mag's house, our stop in Michigan, on the way back from from Minnesota. And what, what were was, the costumes? I, I don't even think I had a costume. Probably not. I think I had maybe some stupid mask. I don't know. It was nothing special. I I didn't bring a costume. Like I wasn't gonna fit that in the in the MKO bag. Like. <laughs> that's a lot that's cool when mko was around halloween that was always fun i had a costume one year i had my squirrel suit with me that was fun i got to wear it in the mall of america (laughs) so a lot of stuff kusa helped you become the kendama player you are you then left yeah what was what was the reasons behind the leave at that time right i believe wyatt left then Skaggs and then you, Dylan. That first one, Skaggs left first, um, probably like early 2020, and um, I left. I guess just mentioning the names you mentioned, and it was yeah. not like there's a whole list of names people that left, but those three that that we all left in similar. I think probably the same year, 2020. Um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Skaggs, and then I left, and then Y left exactly. a couple a couple months later. Um, Dude, that but, shook the community. Did you know, like people were just like, yeah. were worried for Kusa yeah. at that moment. It's kind of, kind of expected. Um, I mean, I mean, not expected, but like, it's people wonder why, obviously people are going to have questions like, why, why did you do that? Like maybe they, they think the worst, but it's really nothing too negative. And uh, I just was more looking forward and I had the opportunity to uh, get a spot with Chrome, which I always just, that was a super sick company that I don't need to list all the reasons why I think Chrome's a dope company, but it was an opportunity that I was extremely stoked to get that I wanted to run with. And I wanted to look forward instead of back, which was, which was tough, but I wanted to, I wanted to rep Chrome and I was super honored to get that opportunity. And, um, COVID kind of, I feel like didn't give me the full experience of being a, a, a Chrome pro or sponsored by Chrome or getting to, be on this team because mm. just we have lost so many events and like just like sure there's there's stuff coming back and there's been online stuff but like there's tons of stuff that was missed and lost because of covid so yeah uh, yeah that's totally. right because yeah you mentioned right 2019 the big you know trip to japan you were still under the kusa umbrella or flagship i should say and then moving <laughs> over to to chrome i mean both start with k I mean, I guess Kendama companies and like they like to use the letter K, but 
So <laughs> can't imagine why. <laughs> there was a lot. So you mentioned you did enjoy. There's many aspects, almost too much to list. What, what were some good points of Chrome? Did you like? Like their shapes were crazy. You know, Chrome is really, really intricate with their multiple shapes across the board that they have for different players of different styles to choose from. Um, yeah, there's a lot. We're looking, if we're thinking about like their graphics, they're very, very different. I th- Kusa is probably on the most like subtle side of Dama graphics um, compared to other companies out there, or I mean, at least from the big three. I think not using a lot of almost never using no they do like a rubber paints matte paints you know that for the pops and stuff but it's all about that loud clear <laughs> like that so <laughs> I, I did like that <laughs> so 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 what were, what were some of those those highlights that you were like yeah like this is gonna be dope but i remember like bonds what was it oh that no jumper interview he did that podcast he did he mentioned how like that was one big thing when when tokyo sent him a prototype of the sleigh dog. It's like, this is what we're thinking. This is the, the future. And that's when Bonds was like, fuck, like sign me up. Like if this is what we're going to, you guys are going to be doing, I'm on. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Just to, just to jump off that quickly. That's really cool. Uh, Bonds way of getting on Chrome. Like it's so fitting that he got the first sleigh dog and it was like, Oh, this is it. And then ran <laughs> with Chrome. Like that's, that's super fitting. Cause that shape was very influential. Uh, impactful, influential to the community and yeah. the development of Konama shapes. Uh, but what made me really run, want to join Chrome was a ton of different reasons. First, I guess I could say the team was, I always loved their team and, and just their style. And I feel like it's expanded a little bit more, which I'm okay with, but it always had a, a small team vibe, but I, I really thought it was cool. And of course their designs are, have always been incredible. Their video editing. Um, I love the, I love that that's how they come out with so many different designs where even if there's one that's not my favorite, there's eight more that are so sick and just they, they, they go crazy with them. And I don't know how TK and the guys at the Chrome headquarters bust out so many Damas, but they're, they're constantly working to bring out new product. And I think it's, I think it's really cool to see that constant push of dropping new product, new product, new Damas to play. And obviously so many shapes to, to play. It seems like I really only, jam the two good nowadays i'm just so comfortable with that shape that shape is the one of my pro model and uh, that's a just, fitting name yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's great it's, <laughs> I was an all, it's, say it's too good it's yeah. an all-around dama for sure i i enjoy that one but there was there was a lot of reasons for me to go to chrome it was just it was a very it was hard to leave kusa but it's a very positive thing i was extremely lucky to have the opportunity to go to chrome and i wanted to run with it yeah yeah i mean I, like you know it's it's a relationship i could see like so many People who have made a change, which again, Kendama is still really young. Not many people have uh, had this experience of departing, leaving from one company, going to another, unless it was like that last company was, you know, caught fire. You had the you had the move from from Kusa to Chrome already lined up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was never like <laughs> free agency period. Like yeah, I was. Yeah. I was you were like fishing. I was, I was winning, signing the winning. unofficial contract before I even like left the other one. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was, I was on board before I really told anybody it was, it was like, I wanted to make sure that I can do this cause I don't want to just dip and, and hope for the best and uh, yeah, burn bridges or anything like that. Yeah. As well as, you know, your, your passion for it is pretty big. Like you are one, I think of the players that, 
is on the quiet side, I would say. And you still like have so much passion that you can see, you know, you're, you're like, like Wyatt is not on the quiet side and you hear his passion. You see his passion, of course, <laughs> but like you were saying from the beginning, like, you know, you, you didn't see Kenjama as like a career path or something. You're going to like, the passion is there. You enjoy playing this wooden yeah. ball cup toy. Yeah. Very much passion. And anybody who still plays to this day will say the same thing they're playing because they enjoy it, but have to give some credit to Konami USA and now Chrome for giving me opportunities to have motivation to work towards, uh, like, yeah, work towards those things. Like, uh, I have to, I would not have pushed myself as hard as I did if I didn't think there would be some kind of gain from it. Like I definitely was very excited to get all the trips I got to take and getting a mod and all that. So it was very much passion, but also like seeing opportunities and, and chasing them down. So, but it was, it was so much fun and still, still enjoying it to this day. I always, always be playing eight years now, eight years of Dom. Ooh. Hell yeah. Was there someone, um, in particular, you were like uh, excited to be a team member with on Chrome. Um, Fish was the main guy that kind of talked me into getting with the team, kind of convinced me. And I mean, there wasn't much convincing to do. I, I just did it by my own free will. But he was the guy I kind of got got my my way in with. So, uh, but obviously, Bonds, no question, he's the the goat. As I said earlier in the podcast when I started like watching Konami videos, he was the first world champion. So it's like, who's this, who's this dude, <laughs> the world, like who's this world champion dude. Yeah. And he's just posting insane <laughs> tricks. Like, and it's just, he's always just been, uh, I've always had so much respect for him and what he, what he's given to Konami and his passion for it just shines through too. Like you can just tell that dude loves Konami. So it's, it's always fun. Oh, to, yeah. Always so fun to see the passion people have for Konami. I, I know you have uh, a big love for also Wyatt, right? You guys being together within the Kusa squad. Um, you mentioning in the past, I've seen like you mentioned like top three, like Wyatt's definitely up there. And there's there's a lot of connection with YouTube. Like in the past, like uh, like 2019, see some pictures, videos of, of you and Wyatt, like, you know, like put maybe pushing each other. <laughs> So it, how, is, is Wyatt still up there in, in your rankings of like top players? Oh yeah, absolutely. He, to this day, he's probably my, my favorite player still. And I consider him my best Dama friend, like probably my, the closest I've, guy I've ever gotten uh, with, within Kanama. Yeah. We might not talk all the time anymore, but uh, I'm going to go see him later in about a month, actually, right before Brew Battle, I'll get to go kick it with Wyatt. So, Nice. Uh, that should be fun. But yeah, man, that, that dude really inspired me, uh, back in the day, especially being a young, young kid on Kusa. Uh, he was a world champ, but much more than that, it was the way he grinded Kanama and just completely pushed himself on a regular basis. And especially with the consistent Instagram clips of him posting and the COTK guys, he was a huge inspo, uh, to really push myself and, and grind tricks and push myself through the lens uh, as you can say, because many of the tricks I've landed in my life, and I'm sure this goes for everyone. This isn't something original. I wouldn't have ever landed them if there wasn't a camera recording. I would not have put in the work to get that, go that deep in a trick if there wasn't, if there wasn't the reward of getting to have it on film forever. 
Like, mm. sure, I would have been playing and pushing myself, but getting to film something, you really, maybe it is just me, but there's, I know a lot of other pros would probably say they're, they're pushing themselves to that limit because they're recording it. They want to have it on, they want to have it on film. It's an added bonus, if nothing else. Yeah. Then you can watch it later. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know, talk about films and shit uh, with your announcement for Crom. There was a little, there was a little cut, a little scene of uh, Back to the Future. Is there a reason for that? What's, what's the connection there? Uh, I love that movie, Back to the Future, and I think in 2020, I busted out my tri- uh, the trilogy of Back to the Future during like COVID times, like rewatched them again on my DVD player that. Like my TV is like DVD players, like not even set up right now. I just don't I have a computer and I have a phone. So that's plenty. Like I don't need a TV in here. <laughs> and I used, I was just watching it around that time, like rewatching the trilogy and just rem- got reminded of how much I liked it. And that final song I used in the POV cut uh, you watched was called, aren't you a sight for sore eyes by bones. And the line that uh, Marty says to Jennifer, I think oh, okay. is like, aren't you a sight for sore eyes? And then it cuts into that scene of that, that cut with that song. So it was kind of uh, like when I was watching the movie during COVID times, it, it was sick. And he, I'd been listening to that bone song. that's called, aren't you a sight for sore eyes? And he said the line on the screen. I was like, yo, that's that bone song. Like what? Like <laughs> and I, was just, I was just hyped to, to use it. Cause I, I enjoyed that song. It was just a, a little, a little something to tie in the video. Yeah. Another synchronicity point sounds like, and then it's just fell into the timing yeah. of your, your announcement that video. So you're like, all right, yeah, this has been around me right now. So put it in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Just sometimes <laughs> things just work out like that, especially yeah. with editing. I find you just like, I'll have some weird idea. Just throw a clip in there. And you're like, wow, that's actually fucking perfect. <laughs> I think, I think Fred, <laughs> I think Fred edited mine. He was probably, I mean, maybe he thought it was cool, but he's probably like, why is this dude sending me a video clip for his Kanama edit? Like, I don't want to watch this, bro. Like, just send me the trick. Like, <laughs> yeah, what is this, B-roll? Is your uncle? What the fuck? Right? <laughs> 80s movie, bro. Get it out of you. So, so Dylan, since... How is... What's your feeling of YouTube edits versus uh, Instagram when you're, like, watching? Um, Cause you grew up again, 2014 back when like, I feel like Instagram was coming up, but still there was a lot of effort. Like, of course there's a lot of effort now with YouTube videos, but more, more so I think in the past. I think currently I probably watch more Instagram clips because that's where people are posting them. I'll probably go on YouTube once a month and maybe try to catch up on some edits. But when the majority of stuff's on Instagram and people link their stuff there, I mean, I'm, I'm just like with the trend I'm on Instagram watching clips too, but (laughs) I mean, I watch a ton of YouTube videos, uh, YouTube Konami edits, and I have like a fat playlist of some of my favorite videos I've watched over the years. I love to look back and get inspiration. Um, I think YouTube edits are more of a permanent marking of what you did with Konami, like an Instagram clip, like of a reel with like some silly, like Playboy Cardi songs, not really going to be something for people to like look back at and like remember, but like a Konami edit that's like presented fully and it's in an edit like showcasing you and your tricks or whatever you're trying to uh, put in this video can really be a like a more of a memory of who you were as a common player so i think like they have like a longer lasting impact like the 2015 youtube edits i made are so much more special to me than the 2015 banger with no with no music like just like quad tap <laughs> or something 
it is like you just mentioned, right? YouTube, you can search for shit. You can find back, go back and find stuff. Instagram, you got to do scrolling. It's like, it's in that moment right there. It's cool to see. Yeah. But yeah. uh, It's like Instagram's convenient when it's fresh, but when it's not fresh, it's very inconvenient. Ooh. Yeah. But you're, you're, you know, you said you're a fan of Instagram. You use it. It's convenient. I agree. You know, I see plenty of people who are like, here's my favorite trick from the edit that drops like last week. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't watch the edit yet. So I, I don't want to watch it. I'm the dude who's like, don't show me the trailer of the video. I don't want to read the back fucking description of the video <laughs> of what it's going to be like. I want to go in yeah, fully I'm, fresh of not knowing. Yeah, what's- I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> so Instagram. I heard, Dylan, you have some meme accounts on Instagram? Mm-hmm. I have, I think, a singular public meme account, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, like, just, like, another meme account, like, for homies. Nothing, not, like, just Kate Amadil is, I'm pretty sure, what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how did that start? What's what's your, your goal? Well, <laughs> if you go deep enough, I think, I think I made this account specifically to like separate my kanama clips from my main instagram at one point you know when i was a 14 year old trying to be cool so i would like post them on a different account kanama deal and so if you go to the bottom of that page there's just like the grommiest like young d westy clips you could see on instagram probably like younger than if you scroll to the bottom of d westy so it's actually oh, like dude, that, I, that- I looked at your very first d westy post and it was like this was my first post if you want to see old Dama clips, go to the bottom of this of K Dama. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Gosh, I, yeah, sounds like something I would have done. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. K Dama deal. Yeah. Now it's just turned into like just a disaster of like random Kendama posts of just the most outlandish stuff you've seen at Kendama events. Not really. It's, pre- it's pretty PG 13. It's just like, People just messing around, like getting trolled, like up close pictures and just on gen- genuinely stupid stuff that I decided to share and put out on the internet. Are you, are you active <laughs> nice. on that a lot? No, like it's like very few and far in between when I upload something that it, I think is worthy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wait for that good moment and get the good shit. Yeah. Just be uploading everything. You can't be just forcing it, bro. Do you do you follow accounts that that I think there's there's a few there was a few right there was a few other ones that were like more like Kendama meme accounts you mean yeah was, I th- there was two I can't think of it but like yeah, for like, like last year Yankwood Lick Bevels yes 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 and then there was like what is there it Dad's Dama memes Some or something shit like, like that. that yeah and your dad's Dama memes there was another one too fuck what was the other one that oh oh what the hell is it damn it. So do you think, Dylan, you think that there should be more? Do you enjoy those? No, no. So um, mine was like, some of those accounts you're referring to were kind of like meme formats. Mine are just, yeah, yeah. it can be qualified as memes, but it's more just me sharing stuff straight from my camera roll, not trying to do too much. Sure, I've done some, some silly edits with like some stupid filter or something, but not really putting too much yeah. work into it. Kind of just like sharing what's on my, yeah. what's from an event that was, that was <laughs> worth a laugh. Right, right, right. Like there's that, there's no, that golf yeah. one, right? Um, it's some similar oh, to that, just like things. Both moments, yeah, both moments. Yeah, like that's a great, like, yeah. that's a great one. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah, that that's a really good one. <laughs> the hot dog one is so good. <laughs> the hot dog clip. Okay, so you say you don't spend so much time on that, but it's on that like side of you know meme being funny. But you did put a lot of time 
when you made shit Ken Donald players say the video oh, on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. which is possibly has the most views on your channel. <laughs> maybe, maybe on my, on my channel. Yeah. That's just the, that's this a video. You did, did you watch it in full? That video is, is so, so I, funny, but I, dude, I probably, I believed I watched it when it came out because it was circulating. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Dude. Yeah. So that was just in the description. I, I said, <laughs> I explained that there was a video called shit baseball players say, and it was just making fun of stuff. Baseball players would say, you know, very stereotyping baseball players and just making fun of the stuff they say on a day to day basis. So I just started coming up with a list of like, I was like 15 and I made this video of just a list of like dumb stuff canon players say and just, <laughs> just scheming on what would work for maybe a, a couple weeks. And then that final night when we were with my homies filming it, just like adding the last couple ones. And uh, I should make like a part two because I could probably think of so many more now. You can but. add, you should totally make a part Dude. two. That would yeah. oh. shit can all players still say. <laughs> 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 what, what was your favorite one? Uh, I think, oh yeah, this, this, I don't even know if people, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a, it's a pretty stereotype thing to say. I think I had my homie say to me, want to play a game of Ken? And I said, nah, bro, MKO last week. And I like slapped my knees, Dama knees, like just like got the Dama knees just because every Dama player be having Dama knees. Yeah. It seems like so <laughs> that's, that's one that sticks out or like, I think there might've been somebody did something similar to this but we have like i think it's i start in the room first on the, the far right side of the camera and i like miss the airplane and i'm just standing there like adjusting my string like this and then the next homie comes in and like pulls up an airplane and like misses and we're just both all just standing there like trying to fix our strings with our with the beads back in the day like <laughs> yeah that's the struggle yeah. of just like yes, yes. On them. yes. Dude, dude i still do that yeah yeah, yeah 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 we're still it's, it's just, dude yeah ingrained yeah in your in your muscle memory to just like oh you gotta reset you give it a little yank yeah yeah that's true i mean i do it even with the beads or with the the, the bearings and shit yeah yeah and the beads i don't know it it works better i swear with the bearings because they're heavier i think it does no no i mean with i just mean like it works better than just the bearing like oh oh, the bearing's supposed to like keep your shit untangled right and it's like you know, you can kind of just do one of these yeah. and it like, it kind of like does it, but I, I you, know, feel, you got, you got to fucking got to reset that bitch. You know, pop her up yeah, a bit. I feel like I have some like <laughs> rusty bearings here and there because <laughs> oh, you got to make some speed cream for fucking dollar bearings, bearings. Yeah. Yeah. You give it like a little, It'll, you can sell just a little bottle, just a little bottle. <laughs> It'll be the same thing as the one you get for your skateboard bearings, but just a little guy. In like in like a, a fucking like nail polish. So you just brush it on. Oh, there you go. A little, a little dripper. You drip it. You can do it through the top of the tomo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Oh, buddy, we're gonna have to edit this part out. We can't be putting this out in the world. <laughs> Someone's gonna make this for like six months. You know where you heard it here first. Yeah. Oh God. Are you back in? Are you back in Canada, Rod? Or are you? I am for now. Yeah, I'm in Vancouver, uh, grinding my ass off, working and making some damas and shit to go to Europe on Tuesday. Actually, in, in like four or five days, I leave. Ooh. Hell yeah, dude! That's epic. Well, that's yeah, gonna be so, so sick, dude. I'm so jealous. Yeah, it's, it's so gonna jealous. be good. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just watching the Euro tour video of you guys there, and I saw how much fun you guys were having. Yeah, like, oh, I, get you I can't up. wait to go. Got got me all hyped. Yeah, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> right. It's been a, a while. Bunch to the faces I'm going to be seeing were in that video for sure. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, I haven't been to Europe since fucking 2015, maybe 2016. Dang. I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, too long. It's time, time to go back. No it doubt. is a bummer to miss KWC, but but what do you do, right? I, I think there's a lot of people who are going to miss it. They're like just Joe's yeah, I I heard there was it. not many people going. Yeah, there's a lot of weird restrictions still in Japan of it's allowing very people weird, in. Man. Yeah. You have to like get a letter from Glowcan. They have to like do some paperwork and shit. It's like a sponsorship. You're only allowed yeah. to stay for like a week. You're obviously going to have to wear a mask at all times, everywhere in, in the summer of Japan. Yeah, That's it's like, like that alone. There's like, uh, is there? No, yeah, there is still, uh, uh, I guess, a rule, not like a hardcore mandate, not like in some countries in the yeah. past where they were like giving you tickets if you weren't, but. You know, you guys know Japan. Everyone follows the rules. Everyone's, mm. you know, trying to oh, keep love all the rules. peace. So you don't want to cause a ruckus. So if there's just mm-hmm. a sign in the in the building <laughs> or at the entrance of the building that says, please keep your masks on, of course, that's what everyone's going to do. I believe, yo, even, that, that, even if no, that's when it fair. goes I don't, away. I don't mind that. It's just like the, the heat in Japan and shit it is sucks. like my thing, you know? It I'm sucks. not like an anti-masker or anything by any means. I don't give a shit what you got on your face. If you want to wear one, fucking wear one. Yeah, but no, but when like, you got like facial hair, dude, especially this long ass stash, it, it sucks so <laughs> much. It's always like going on mouth. It's, it's not great. Like every like oh, five dude, minutes, I, don't know how I gotta, you deal with that, I fix it. It's, if I, I, when I chew on my mustache, I lose my shit. I'm like, I drop my food right there. I'll cut the shit. I swear. I'm like, fuck this. No, can't do it. It was like, if you have some pancakes and like maple syrup gets on that shit, it's like a little snack for later, you know? Little, oh, yeah. Free, little added flavor. Mm. Mm. Is, that how, is that how you do it? You got fucking waffles in the morning. Just fucking, I guess you said pancakes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The waffles are dope. They take a little more time to make though. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta get art artsy with that thing, buddy. Salvador Dali it out. Oh, I've tried in the past. It's such a pain in the ass. Just fucking oh, like I'll get you some Hogan. good Canadian maple syrup, buddy. I'll do it in no time. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call it? Like grade? Is it grades? A's? Grade, a? Grade, some fucking grade A maple yeah, syrup. Yeah. <laughs> amber and shit. You go by colors? Oh, it's amber. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know that much about it. I just, you know, it's good. <laughs> Never had a maple syrup I didn't like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, let's stop with the the, the shit talk. Anyways. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, you mentioned the Chrome Tour, the Euro Tour, I should say. Yes, yes. Dude, ben, who put that together, applaud because that that shit was so mm-hmm. awesome to watch. So on the lot on the levels of like where we are, uh, vibes with the storytelling, the cinematography, and just following along your path as. A Kendama player, and possibly was it your first time, Dylan, in, in Europe? Pretty much. I don't really count my Latvia trip. Latvia is like Latvia is just kind of weird. So, but whatever, oh, it counts Latvia my was, first time. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Latvia was first. I thought that you went to Latvia after that for some reason. No, that was Kusa times. Yeah, it was a Kusa I trip. Skags, uh, yeah, I went there with Skags. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, let's look right yeah, over to that because Latvia up. must have been crazy. That like we uh, the community saw how crazy it was. You know, it was like 2013, 14 Hawaii type shit, but on a much grander oh, yeah. scale, as well as the language barrier. So, how did you feel? I mean, I even remember like hearing about like some some kendama wars happening of the different like distributors oh, yeah. in Latvia yeah. being very no like dude, oh, sweet teams <laughs> like Kusa. dude they were yeah. like they would beef yeah they were trying to like they were trying to take control of the market bro they were like not like for the community they were like 
trying to like if you rep sweets, you got to stay at this shop. Like we don't want Chrome in this shop. We don't want Kusa in this shop, like sweets only in this shop. Like they were super divided and not creating a community that would last more than a, what did it last? Like less than a year. So obviously it yeah. didn't, <laughs> didn't really go anywhere, but man, that was crazy seeing like a mall full of like so many kids with Kanamas in Lavia. That was <laughs> just insane. Honestly, that event. Um, yeah, the, I didn't have to, I didn't have to obviously host any of that event, but just getting to watch it from the outside and seeing so many kids in a Kanama and just hoping that some, some of them are still playing, but that was 2019. I, I don't know. I know like, Oh, Kendamas, I think is out of Latvia. So I guess there's, there's they, I thought they were Russia? Russian. Yeah. Russia. Russia. They are? I thought so. Probably. You're probably I mean, right. I could be wrong. I believe so. I could be wrong. I don't know where I put my phone or I would double check. <laughs> oh there it is but yeah, yeah um, it, it seemed yeah, yeah Latvia seems like ridiculous like I remember uh, I forgot who it was maybe fuck who was it it could have even been Kendama Goat because he was there yeah, for some reason <laughs> talking about like how ridiculous it was and like seeing for him for the first time seeing like honed cups as we've talked oh, about yeah. in the past you know, Rod a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. the kids here in Japan you see a lot of honed cups oh yeah that's that's one way to put it <laughs> honed is fuck honed to the point of like they're they're not honed it's dog <laughs> it. yeah yeah and it's not a cup anymore did you spend like like hours taking pictures dylan like signing damas yeah i, I got to sign some stuff for sure i have you're, this you're right they are from latvia for the, the records oh, sh- <laughs> there you go <laughs> latvia but yeah, I I got to sign some stuff and take some take some photos and um I, I really I really enjoyed my time there getting to hang out with Skags was cool and it was just like a week trip I think and they put us at a pretty decent hotel it seemed and uh, it was yeah it was a, it was a funny first experience in in Europe it seemed uh, it was just a lot different than my the Euro the Euro tour like Latvia it's hard for me to explain the the significant differences but. Mm. Latvia was just uh, there's a, <laughs> there's like a political term for it that I don't know, but <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it was a it was a cool it was a cool experience. I'd imagine just cultural culturally alone would be very different. Latvia versus like you were in like Belgium and France and Spain, and I, I think did you go to Denmark? Yeah, it was, yeah. So like the, all those places are culturally very different, right? Yeah. And La- Latvia very, being very far from the rest of them, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're kind of on their own things. Yeah. The, the Euro mm-hmm. tour was for sure the, the Europe experience that I'll, I'll cherish forever. That was, uh, besides to see some really cool places there. Mm. So let's hear, let's hear from your side of it. Cause again, you know, it, it was, it was, made very well as someone watching not only from the outside seeing what it was like but also kind of gave you a perspective of if you were if like the what the viewer in in the shoes of you guys being there you know it starts off like explaining there's a bunch of guys but it started off being like kind of cool and then uh actually we realized once we were all sweaty and couldn't find a shower this is kind of this kind of sucks, you know, this tour life, this van life. <laughs> yeah. Actually w- was really excited about it, but hmm, here's this different aspect didn't think about. So what was your perspective, Dylan? How, how? Of course, you mentioned it was awesome, but let's hear it. 
I'll give some credit to Tebow and Bonds to start. I mean, the trip wouldn't have been possible without Tebow because of his uh, connections being in the European scene for a decade at the t- already at the time when we were there. So he had so many spots for us to mm-hmm. crash a night or two and we were in different cities, which was cool to get a break from the van life. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bonds, on the other hand, was uh, he just I fed off his energy like totally, you know, he's such a I mean, we both know that those trips are are incredibly we're incredibly grateful for them and they're special and they're once in a lifetime. So I, it's just like, how, how could you not live every day to the fullest? Like we were just sending it and having so much fun. And, uh, it was, it was a long time to get to be out there. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was incredible, dude. I I'm so glad that the Chrome took the time to make all those, make all those stops and shout out to, uh, Ulrich too, for having a big part in getting all the connections for the, the shops we stopped at the lots of scooter and BMX shops and, clothing shops and so many different events within that were that were pre-planned and it all turned out super well we got to stop these different locations and pop in and out of there have certain stops that were popping off some that were not so much but it was all such a cool experience to get to be in that and live in the van life in europe what was the best and worst part of about the the nugget worst (laughs) part was probably no shower i can remember my first shower was getting kind of grumpy like there should be a word for that, but there's not because people usually just take showers when they want to take a shower. But um, <laughs> like I was gonna, like, you know, there's hangry, but it's like I was like something I was else. Say, like, yeah, like hangry, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like we're like three, we're, like probably like three days. There's deep. no cute word. I just need a fucking shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you feel, yeah, you're just grimy. You feel yeah, just so Most disgusting. The van, yeah. the van smelled like like the fridge at the end, like with some rotten like like just like vegetables and like fruit and like meat that fell at the bottom, like was left, left a stench, bro. I can't even explain that. What was the deal with that, uh, <laughs> that baguette that Bond just kept? Oh yeah. We had like pet, this baguette. And, baguette. Yeah. I mean, we were all about the baguettes that, that trip, obviously majority of the time was in France. So we we're just being American tourists, just nerding out on baguettes and just striped shirts, cigarettes, wee, berets, like, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, <laughs> smoking cigs like just like some fools like the europeans are way too comfortable with their tobacco use but it's a different story um yeah. <laughs> that was just so so fun to to get to be out there and uh, i guess yeah not getting the shower like i remember I, that that first shot i can't really remember <laughs> too many times of desperation where i needed to shower like very vividly but i remember i hadn't showered since my plane flight so it was like three days in and i had to travel juice on me still i'm like bro i need a shower bad like so we like schemed on this gym like we just mobbed into we were in brussels and we just looking at gyms trying to find a free shower and luckily we found one it was glorious then it might have been cold didn't even matter it was amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it was fun dude it was it was an experience like no other (laughs) i'm uh what was the the good part of about the nugget oh yeah man best best part of the nugget was all the all the places that it took us that that nugget kept rolling no matter what we, we got the squad together the next morning and we were off to the next spot so it was it was super fun i didn't have to drive ever they all the three others were driving so i was sick i never had to drive so it was like we got a long ride it's it's nap time I'm trying to trying to refuel so when i get when we get to the destination i'm ready to pop out and see what's up yeah yeah <laughs> which is actually pretty important as like 
you're in a way like the performers, you know, you're, you're, you're yeah. like the Mickey mouse at the, you're the talent. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like, if that's a lot of shit, keep to those hands you guys, fresh. No. yeah. To be driving hours be like, on uh, hours through different country borders yeah, and shit. I was, I was putting my arm <laughs> on ice rocks. in the back. Like I'll let, no, I'll let I, I just thought of something. I just thought of something stupid. Sorry. <laughs> I was, was going to say, you, you got to be like Squizgar and fucking Metalocalypse where he has his hands insured and they have to be like in a glass case. Because his hands are too important because oh, he's God. a guitar player. <laughs> but yeah, but no, that, that is important. So why didn't you drive? Did you need an international license? You just didn't get one? Uh, oh, it was because um, it was a stick shift. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know Can you drive, drive a stick, stick shift, shift now? No, Still? no, I can't. No, this, is, this is just last year, so no, nah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the hell? I got hey, the dude. automatic. Yeah. I can, you know, that, I need my hands so I can like eat and like drink drink water and stuff <laughs> it like, is convenient uh, yeah that is true kids kids these days but no, i mean I dude yeah you. you use your legs <laughs> on the steering wheel <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> use your knee you know yeah. to, to push on the bottom yeah. oh, hell yeah. i should learn no like, it's it's fun to drive stick shift honestly i kind of enjoy it you know it's like it's like playing an old tk16 you know there's some slip there's mm-hmm. a lot of slip in there it's extra uh, uh, challenge mm. okay so you, you know. so you weren't driving so that's really a plus because it looked like yeah. you guys were logging a lot of hours, a lot of kilometers on that shit. Yeah. Um, but you guys had like a, a kitchen and like shit in there. Right? Like you could cook in the van. Yeah, there was a, a little stove. I don't think we used That's it that epic. much. But I don't know. There was a sink. But like at one point we stopped filling the water tank. So we didn't have water. We didn't, we didn't even have a sink anymore. And then it, the it started didn't to look stink, like it was so easy to fill. <laughs> I think we just like... I think we filled it once and maybe just didn't get around to finding the a spot or something, something easy on the way. Just, it just kind of yeah. got left in the, left in the dust while we were out. Oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say all the tours I've been on, I've never had like a fridge and shit. It's yeah. just like, you get, you have like a dirty sack of fucking bananas and whatever the hell else you got, you know, just like sitting in the back, hopefully not being crushed by all the gear and then pile yeah. in there with a bunch of sweaty dudes and, <laughs> Shoulder to shoulder, you're like, fuck, are we there yet? <laughs> it was a good nugget. It had some had some good features, like the way the, the top would pop up and mm, had two, you know, two yeah. sleeping on the top, two sleeping on the bottom. So, you know, there's some space. It worked. It, it did the job. Mm-hmm. Certainly. It was a, the nugget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, <laughs> that's, it did seem really cool. There was a lot of like, I've never seen a van like that, like a small kind of van that is almost like a, like an RV. So it was yeah, like seemed perfect yeah, okay. for that trip. So European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With all the right, all the countries right next to each other. Yeah, just it's so that's such a dope thing about Europe. Like to be able to go mm-hmm. and travel and the country right next to the one that you were at just has such a different culture, mm-hmm. different background, so many different things, foods, music, people. So cool. What well, oh, was can't wait. did you have a favorite spot? Stop? A favorite stop. <laughs> I think Barcelona was cool um, for many reasons, but one being we, we we all pitched in for Airbnb, so we got to uh, park the Nugget for like five days because we were there for it was one of our longer stays and um, our only stay in Spain. So uh, we got to kind of post up there and have a, our own Airbnb. So that was probably my favorite stop. But I just wanted to say quickly, anyone that came out to the, the tour stop is like what what made it all worth it. Like having Canon players to meet in different cities and then getting to show us bits of their city or whatever they could was like the most epic part. Like I'm sure this has been said on the podcast before, but Kanama makes 
traveling so fun. Obviously, we're traveling to places where Kanama players are active and play, so we're bound to run into them, and they're always so kind and welcoming and take you with open arms and show you what's up in their city and are just so homey like immediately and it's so cool to, <laughs> to have that that connection with Kanama it makes traveling like so cool and even if I somehow get to go back to Europe on my own I have made connections and know there's there's certain players and no matter who you are Kanama players will will, will come through if you if you you know spread the word and, and get out there so it's just it's so cool to the connection Kanama oh, yeah. creates is <clears throat> something else yeah yeah you see the the country through the eyes of the local and that's something that is pretty rare when you're traveling to another country yeah like that's not yeah that's not something you just you can just have a connection with like it's crazy the way kanama connects people yeah and it's in such like an open like friendly way you know there's plenty other communities out there but i don't know why because there's so many different walks of people who get into kendama Mm. but then at the same time those people are usually so open. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know who the hell this, um, I don't, I don't know. You know, like just be like, yeah, you can stay at my place. I don't know who the hell you are. Like because maybe, yeah. you know, I've seen you online, maybe we're friends through the internet and shit, but still there's like more, more of a, that's probably a big part of it. Now that I'm saying that connection through the internet, the, little the internet pre, thing. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting to know yeah, someone you like, yeah, maybe talk through DM a little bit. You like see videos, have heard their voice once or twice, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not a complete stranger. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So then they just mm-hmm. welcome you, you know, like open arms, just like come hang out. Like I'll take you around. Let me know when you're mm-hmm. coming. Oh, and of yeah, course. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I was gonna say, you know, Barcelona. It, it seemed like you uh there was there was there was a time towards the end of the video where you disappeared, Dylan. They couldn't find you. They were like, we need to get going. Where's D Westy? Where 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 were you, D Westy? In Barcelona? I don't remember. In Barcelona, I wasn't really lost. Like, I'm kind of thinking of what you're talking about in the video. Maybe it was more than once. As the viewer? But Barcelona? As a viewer, it seemed like there was a there was it, it, like and again, why? The video was so awesome to watch and why it was so amazing was the storytelling, the explanation of you guys and like also like bringing the camera with you to feel not only see what you're seeing, but to feel the feelings you're seeing. And I felt like, you know, with all great movies, there's plot twists, there's <laughs> there's uh, action and there's also romance. And I felt like there was a bit of a romance <laughs> in there and it was connected directly with you, Dylan. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, no, you're not wrong. Um, there was, <laughs> for sure, I I got super lucky, like meeting this girl early in the trip, like in Brussels, completely on the street playing Kendama. Th- them coming up to me in Bonds, like asking, like, "What is that? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> like them, their general, <laughs> genuine curiosity as as any as anyone who's not afraid to ask, like, is probably just as curious as they were. Like, you look goofy playing on the street with your toy like what is that so we just came up said what's up like told them why we were here what we were doing and like so yeah i started talking started hanging out there in brussels and i knew i was going to be in europe for like four or five more weeks at that point so i was able to invite her to a couple a couple stops later in the trip and we got we got to spend more time together so that was super cool for sure i was just like right place right time like running into her in brussels on the, one of the early days of the trip probably that was like one of our first stops at a big city 
So it was like, and it was a Friday night. We were like, I think our goal that night was like, we're going to try to get a hundred spikes. So we're out here trying to get like, we got like, we got like 18 or something. We like bailed pretty quick. We were just end up like at this rooftop bar with like a dope view of like Brussels, like an incredible view at this, this sweet spot. So also you're yeah, in, the, dude, you're in fucking Belgium. Like that is my goal to go mm-hmm. just as a beer drinker because the amount of beer that they have, my favorite beers come from Belgium. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. the place. If you're a beer drinker, you go. It's like yeah. a Kendama player, you're a Kendama player, where do you go? Japan. Beer drinker? Unless, unless you know, depending on what style you like, maybe, maybe some people are like, gonna no, say, I'm gonna go to Germany. A lot of, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Belgian side. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of different beers from all over the world. Yeah, a lot of beer <laughs> not, that, not that boasts like over a thousand different styles of beer. You know, I mean, some places have a deeper history than others. Well, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. There's there's no d- debating that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- so there was a lot of shit. You know, like Bonds losing his phone, thinking it was yeah. gone yeah. for a while. You know, that's, that's like you know the tragedy part of the story. Um, but then, yeah, but you, you were lost, right? I, I forgot. I, I watched it a while ago. Rod, you remember that spot? Yeah, I watched it earlier, but I don't remember that part. I must have got distracted during that part. It was part. like towards the end. I think like you needed to get going, like to catch your flight or something. Because you left, Dylan, what was that? From the Chrome shop? Yeah, but at that point, like I, w- I was like one of the last of the squad there. Like I was solo, solo to the, the airport that morning. Like it was like a a quiet morning, you know, like getting ready to th- go to the airport. Like nobody was filming me that day. So mm. I don't, I wasn't, I think I know what you're talking about. And it was it, being like, it was probably him kind of just dragging it on for the story as there has, you know, as you mentioned, there's a plot and you want to have plot <laughs> twists and all that, like him kind of dragging it out. But I wasn't like that lost. Like I was, I was surviving. I got by, I made it back to the van. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was a lot yeah. of side stuff that seemed like it had, like if you were following on Instagram, people who are following like you and bonds and stuff, like you could see <laughs> the different side stories, you know, someone should if you, fucking if put you, it all together. Bonds but, still has like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember following bonds specifically because <laughs> he was, you know, all, out, out, at the spot at the time up showing what he was doing. And it seemed like there was a lot of times where he's just, Sending it, going somewhere. I don't know where the hell. You know, finding shit. Bonds like missions. Like, yeah, yeah bonds he has missions. no, no filter on there. He has like still like fourteen like Euro part one two three up to fourteen on his story <laughs> highlights. And if you watch those, like it's basically the same as like going to Europe. You're basically like with us, like so you can kind of get like a pretty, <laughs> a pretty inside scoop of like exactly what Bond was doing at like any given moment. He just whips out his phone and just. With his big ass phones, like as big as his face, and he's just like holding it out, like recording everybody. We're <laughs> <laughs> using like like tablet or some shit, and then no one like got stolen. It was massive. Someone's like, "Oh, look at that thing! It's got to be worth money." <laughs> <laughs> it's a big screen TV in this guy's pocket. <laughs> yeah. No, but that that dude in Toulouse who stole Bonds' phone apparently stole like twenty or thirty phones. Like the police had like hella phones. That dude caught that night. Like he. He got caught and luckily oh, Bond got his stuff back, but a bunch of people's phones got stolen. Like this dude was scheming hard, bro. He was out there right raking them in, bro. Like what? That's crazy. <laughs> was there any any point in that trip where you were like worried? Yeah. It was very little worry. Like it's hard to I mean, sure there's ups and downs, but one like intense moment that I is worth worth a story uh storytelling um that really like 
I think I've kept a, I kept a journal my whole time I was there to, uh, I haven't looked at it probably since when I got, when I got back, but I tried to write down what I did every day because I've been on Konami trips before and I realized how quickly you forget exactly what you're doing every single day. Um, mm-hmm. but this one, I just can remember because it was so vivid and so just got my blood pumping, but we're on the freeway leaving, um, Switzerland. We had a stop in Switzerland, which was cool. Just, I mean, I wish I could have seen more of Switzerland, but besides the point, we're going back from Switzerland, going back over to France. And there was like a beautiful scenic drive that we were on. And Ben, the guy who created our video and filmed everything, he had, he had brought a drone and we're on the freeway. And he's like, he's like, I want to get this drone shot. Like, but we're like on the freeway and there's nowhere to like really get it done. So (laughs) we're like, not me. I didn't decide this. Ben decides this. Tebow's like in the backseat, like, bro, you guys should not be doing this. Like, do not do this. But Ben, <laughs> the Euro guy is telling you not to do it. Yes. Like, don't do what you're doing on the freeway. So he's like, decides to fly his drone like outside our van and, and try to just drive like 15 miles per hour because apparently that's about how fast the drone can go and just kind of screwing over other people, like people having to go around us. But we're like driving next to the drone. The drone's like outside the whip on the freeway, like recording us. But it, uh, I should have ended the story with this, but ended up the, all this that I'm about to go through ended up in like one of the most incredible uh, video shots um, with a drone that I've ever seen, especially like being on that trip. It was just an incredible shot of like the nugget, just like with this crazy scenery. Like it's an amazing shot, but so risky to get it. So eventually we're oh, so driving we're, next. We're, you, did he take. I don't know what it's called. Did the drone take off like from someone's hand and just while you were driving or you stopped the car, started think, flying it and then went? I think we did find a, a stop to a spot to stop initially. And we pulled over to get it running. We started the drone, started the van, decided to try to drive uh, and keep the van in distance of the drone to keep connection. So you can yeah. control it. So, yeah. And, we end he, we end up having to go too fast maybe because there's people on our asses because we're literally on the freeway or whatever. Yeah, and people and in he Europe loses drive. connection. They they like driving quick. Yeah, and he like loses connection to the the drone. And it's like a couple dollar couple thousand dollar drone, and we're like, oh fuck, did you just lose the drone, bro? And like we're now we're stopped on the freeway because he he's like I have to get connection back. I can't lose my drone, dude. Like, and now we're stopped on the mm-hmm. freeway. Tebow's like like looking over his shoulder like dude, you guys cannot be doing this. Like, this is not okay. Like cars are ha- like big old trucks are having to go, go around us. We're like halfway in the lane. Like there's not even like a shoulder to be completely off in. We're like half the whips, like in a lane of the freeway. And we're stopped there. Like on a f- kind of just beyond this corner. Like it was not chill. Tebow's like, dude, we got to go. Like, this is not okay. It was just super intense adrenaline pumping. Eventually <laughs> he obviously gets the drone back and, the show goes on and we we made it out that freeway but that was just with especially with tebow you know the local being like dude this is not okay like i wish i could do a better tebow voice like (laughs) Uh, for everyone who watched the the video uh, who they called billy billy the whole time that's tebow yeah yeah do you remember how long you were there on the on like stopped it's one of those moments where it's like it was three minutes but it felt like 30 or like yeah yeah. probably something like that probably like a minute and felt like five like yeah yeah, it was on the highway (laughs) and just tebow like getting all mad mad at the dumb americans for fooling around on the freeway like bro fucking drive like what are you doing like (laughs) (laughs) like jesus (laughs) Uh, but you got the shot 
we got the shot. Though, yeah. <laughs> I got the shot and got the drone back. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. So, yeah, that was a yeah. So there were some ups and downs, but man, that that trip was was. I was very fortunate to be a part of uh, bonds was probably the reason why it was even possible because I mean, a four-time world champion is pretty easy to advertise. Like even if you don't know what Kanama is. So that's like a great part to getting to go on a tour with some, with bonds. He obviously brings in a ton of people. Like people would go right up to bond, like go right up to bonds even at some times and have them sign the Kanamas. And like, like I wasn't even there, which I completely understand. Like bonds is on another level of like, international reach being a world champion four times like you can really bring in a different type of crowd like people that don't even follow kendama like this is a you're, you're a world champ like Jesus, yeah bro, like, <laughs> so it's so like mad respect to him he, he earned it and it's so cool that i got to be the the <laughs> the second piece of that like he was the, the, ride, yeah. the main attraction it's awesome that Chrome did that because you know not only you you have your journal for your personal memories but you can use that video as well Oh yeah. Did your family watch it? Like, Oh, like asking you, Dylan, what, how was it? And you're just like, Oh, watch the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was kind of hyping it up. Like I, maybe I'd like, if I can get a quick phone call in be like, Hey mom, like it's going good. We've been working on this video. Like it's going to be super sick. I'll show you when we get back. Like trying to maybe like giving them something to look forward to. So when they did come out, I was very excited to like show them like, because it's a very well put together story of what we were up to. So it was, yeah. I'm super glad that, that was a, a part of the the trip, making sure that Ben was there to capture the moments for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. your mom must have been excited to see the Belgian girl. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this, Dylan? <laughs> I could just see my mom would lose her shit in a good way. <laughs> yeah, Dude. it was it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems like the big one again. Like you said, from your other trips, experiences, traveling around the world, Japan, Latvia, all around Europe, around the U.S. a bit for, for the Creep It Real. I'm, which one it was the best? Yeah, I have to have to give it to the, the Euro Tour with, with that squad and places I saw was, I saw more countries that trip than I had I'd seen, like, combined my whole life before. So it was just, yeah. like, so, so much more, so much than I could ever <laughs> ask for. Like, I can't even... I can't even, it's like a dream. Like I can't believe it even happened. Especially, I mean, yeah, Chrome is, is definitely a, a, another reason their connection to the European scene is obviously very much greater than the Konami USA. So that was so cool to, to be a part of that just mm. the next year after, after joining the team, especially with all the, the trips that were, that were lost. That was a, it was weird because it seemed like a lot of my Dama trips, you know, were a week or four days MKO KWC was like, I would only go for like nine days and to not really be on that normal schedule anymore from COVID because we all lost those events. And I wasn't really traveling much at, at that point when Chrome proposed the Euro trip. So it was kind of like not a lot of trips, not a lot of trips, not a lot of trips. Boom. Like you have this fat end of a trip to go on. And I was so mm -hmm. lucky to be, be in the right place, the right time. And Chrome gave me that, that opportunity. It was incredible. Yeah. Were, your, uh, were yeah. your parents a little worried about international travel at that time or you? No, they weren't. I mean, I went to Japan by myself. I mean, with the Konami USA team when I was 16. So my parents had been fine with it before. And um, like, they knew uh, that the whole, this, this new, this new worlds that we're in of COVID and shit. Oh, 
you know, that takes a different twist on it. Yeah, true. <laughs> it is a different thing. Yeah. Uh, I got, and, I got obviously vaccines are hundred percent, but you got COVID was, on that trip. <laughs> no, guys, uh, oh, I just remember you guys got fucking sick, huh? We got sick. Yeah. We yeah. got sick like a couple, maybe a couple of times. Like there was some shit going around. Yeah. <laughs> we made Like dude, yeah. so meeting so many people, like just all over the place. Like, yeah. But I was back. I was vaccine. So hopefully that helped or something. Yeah. 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 It makes, yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there's a bunch of shit. I mean, no one's, no one's getting away from it. The whole world has already been dipped in the shit. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to get it one day. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's like your mods for Crom came out a, a little bit before that time. Yeah. Yeah. We were, the bamboos came out um, towards the end of the trip. So it was cool getting a stack footy with them during the trip kind of the low-key session pulling out of the bag stacking some clips i mean bonds yeah. was openly sessioning them for well before which is which is chill it was great yeah, great yeah. promo just filming <laughs> yeah. tons of, tons on them but yeah the that wasn't my first curl mod the bamboo was like a the second edition the bamboo edition i guess mm, but right. it was super cool to have a obviously a, a bamboo pro model release while i was out there and getting to to rep rep it and rip on it while i was there it was super tight What's the, uh, was there ever an explanation of your design for, for the DJ mods? Um, I have it right here actually, but no, there wasn't really like much of an explanation. I, uh, we were lucky enough to work with Oliver who I actually got to meet on that tour in Belgium, which was super yeah. cool. What's his handle into like the guy. T-O, to- oh, I forgot what it was. Oh yeah. What's it? It's not Oliver. I, for- mm. I forget his handle, but. Um, he's done stuff for Chrome in the past. A lot of yeah, graphic yeah, design yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 More than I had known. He had, he had, I was talking to them there. I think yeah. I learned that he had been doing it for a while, but my connection was obviously getting to work with him through the mod. So he made that process much different than my, my experience with Konami SA. I was very more on my own in terms of creating a, a product. And he really helped us with just giving us lots to look at and, and choose from. And, this pattern i don't know how exactly it came to fruition but we came up with this and i, I like the simplicity of it i don't want to do too much and uh, i like how it turned out I, I wanted i wanted red on it because that's my favorite color and uh, i like how it turned out i wish i think it's cool when people have very uh personal personalized pro models that mean so much to them and i think i kind of hit that with my first one so this one wasn't um i was kind of going for a, a nice look and i wasn't super inspired to put anything crazy on there or go, go to out there. So just trying to create mm-hmm. a product that I, that I, that I like and hope other people would like. What was nice. the, uh, I know that, you know, uh, easy and Rolf had that different type of Tama. I forgot what, what kind of Tama was, was that? Walnut, wasn't it? No. Something so different. Rolf had a Sapel Tama, which I, a word uh, I really don't know much about. <laughs> like I haven't, it's like, it's kind of like mahogany. Okay. Mm. Uh, easy. I think you might have a split wood. I think it might be walnut. Is it all walnut or is yeah. it walnut and beach? Oh, I think it's half walnut. Oh shit! Yeah, the top is so, painted. And then he also has the beach can or bottom. Oh, so okay, okay. The, yeah. This yeah, the, be- the bevel's beach. Is it not? Oh shit! Yeah, I'm pretty shit. sure. I never yeah. noticed that. Yeah, yeah. You can't even. Yeah, it's got to be half and half. Yeah. Can you see the line if you look deep yeah. in the hole? Can you yeah. see? It? I can see it. Fucking CSI moments right now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
Get that magnifying glass out. <laughs> so did you, did you, uh, uh, well, like maybe not, you mentioned before, care about like the wood? I wanted maple. I mean, like, yeah, for, for most of my canals, I want, I want to play maple. So I, my first run was maple, but bamboo on maple. You like maple Thomas maple. I think I did do maple on maple. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm down to jam maple Thomas. Like beach is probably, probably the, the community's favorite. And I think it's solid too, but I'm down, I'm down for maple. Yeah. Nice. Nothing wrong with the maple on maple setup. For me, when I looked at the design, I thought the that black and white kind of pattern under the red stripe was similar to, you know, those like old, not old, those notebooks that you get in school. You know those notebooks I'm talking about? Oh, like the cover has that like that weird kind of not camo, right but yeah. And I was like, is that like his like oh, throwback to like his youth or some shit? That's like how he's in school? I'm like, that's cool. I, that's yeah. so funny. That's <laughs> I never once thought that. I thought if anything, I was thinking either like TV static, which yeah. after oh. you, you're saying like, I don't even watch TV. You just sesh Dama. So that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so it's like either that or like grip tape were the two things I thought. Right. Of. Oh yeah. I definitely had at least one person in Europe came, came up to me and be like, Yo, that's Gucci. Like, what? That's like a Gucci Tama, or like what? Oh what is, shit! They, like, I don't, I don't know anything about Gucci or like any product they've ever put out. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I, yeah, guess, like yeah, well, I guess, it I guess, like, what's up? I got the like Gucci the mod. Stripe. You already know. Like, yes. I read them, like, <laughs> there you go. Add a couple bucks onto that mod, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my promo represents one. Gucci, my favorite brand. I use all my royalties by Gucci. It's all I rep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I really no, yeah. Oliver did a, do a good job because I didn't know how much he gave you guys the options to do something with it because they do look good in the lineup next to each other. Mm. They don't see so far off, but they're not like exactly the same. Like if you think about the old, like what was it, the the four Sweets Pro, like when it was Sweets, Fraser, Cooper, Norks, Willie P. Like they had that five lineup mm-hmm. and they were all the same like it was just a different color fade for and them they had like the five stripes on the spike yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. a cool you know like same thing with the the terra pro mods too before the most recent ones then the, the nature Natura mods were yeah. all the same just yes. different colors yes 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 the dj mods my favorite part about it is the little caricature of you guys like like each of you Dude, is like the actually cut on out in the stand yeah you could actually yeah. you could have a little figure <laughs> on your desk yeah, how many how sick. many Dylan figures do your parents have on like the on the fireplace? <laughs> I don't think they have any. They got a DJ mod like in in the box that used to be by the fireplace. Now it's like on a on a on a table in the in the same room. But yeah, I I got the the DJ mod rep in. They don't have the cutout set up. But, but yeah, it's <laughs> no. funny. Like within the packaging, and including the one on the Kanama, there's like three. <laughs> there's like the sticker, the cutout. And the one on the dom, so it's just like a bunch of my face. It's kind of overwhelming. Like I probably wouldn't have like it was a so as our tomas were very different. Obviously, the thing that was in uniform that you just mentioned was the the characters on the Ken. Mm. So I probably yeah. wouldn't have done that if if it wasn't in a series. Like I wouldn't have been like, yeah, I want my fucking face on this mod, bro. Like put that on. <laughs> yeah. like, I would not have chose to do that. Like yeah. it's cool and it's it's very. Uh, I remember TK and Chrome were trying to do something very personal. And it is <laughs> extremely personal, but um, it is personal. It's, it's uh, it's, I'm like not, I'm like hella serious in my picture. Like, I don't know. It's not, it's not my favorite to have my face on there, but <laughs> I was, I was 
honored to be a part of that that series for sure. Yeah, yeah. Are you have yeah. you cool that it's a long haired Dylan, long hair version? Yeah, it's true. That was like <laughs> that was like COVID hair. I remember like the barbers were closing shit. Like I was like hagging. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get any back behind the scenes? When's the uh, the new? When's the new lineup coming? When's when's the next Euro tour? Crom's always awesome with redoing like uh, um, signature or whatever pro mods like more frequently than a lot of other companies. Almost like, you know, Mm -hmm. like skateboards or like snowboards or something. It's really cool. Almost like every Mm -hmm. year or a year and a half or something. Yeah. Who knows? You have to to wait and see. Uh, One of those answers. I get you. Okay. Mm Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so wait and see. But I, yeah, but Chrome is always That's fucking right. insane. It like in the past, I forget. Maybe like from from the past like six months or something. They've they've taken it down a little bit, but almost like every Friday, like net head and head with sweets. Like every Friday, releasing a new Dama. It's intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they're crazy. I don't, it's a it's a commitment right there. They're they're. It must have just weeks and weeks lined up and the dominoes just show up and I sometimes will not even have seen a design. I get to see it in person before I even see it, which is kind of tight sometimes. And I, <laughs> yeah. I'll, have, I'll have it for a couple of weeks or a month before before it drops. And that's always it's always sweet to, to see those dominoes because they're always coming up with, with something new and fresh. And uh, yeah. yeah, there's tons of different dominoes no matter what what style, what shape you want to play or if you want some really out there or, or some on the simple side you look at kind of options right so what is your what's your go-to what you mentioned the two good is that it do you have another shape we got like the ak the ck yeah. the ck the ak and ck pretty similarly i'll give them a, a sesh every once in a while they're they're fun but the two good is just my comfort zone um i've been having fun with the the funeral french damas that, that just came out with the really pop in neon colors um yeah that series is kind of cool those are two good fun yeah two good Ma- maple tama i mean maple can with actually with ash tama which is interesting mm. it's kind of kind of different to play um yeah i'm enjoying those i kind of seem to i play a ton of different kanamas all from chrome that uh just kind of over the years get slowly more and more jammed it seems like less than i used to i just stick with one kanama i kind of enjoy like uh, I'll play this one today and just give it a run, see what it's got, and go out and jam it. And let's see, see it from from your wall. You have, I see like a soul. I see a sweets. Do you, do you yeah, play others? The, so this this shelf right here is like the the homie mods, like just like five uh, homie mods. There could be like a shelf probably with like ten or twelve homie mods, but it has to be cut down to five. So it's kind of unfortunate. Some homie. Uh, oh shit. Cut. Like you gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, who made the cut? <laughs> you need another dometry. <laughs> and also like some of the, I think this, this dometry is like, uh, doesn't really fit like some of the newer shapes that well. So Small it kind of has, yeah. Oh shit. kind of has like a, I got like the, the Lindy mod. I, I caught that one. Cause Lennon's the homie for sure. And then mm-hmm. of course got the white bread, the Nick, Nick Gallagher. Uh, Nick Stodd that my parents bought for my birthday in like 2016. I think it was one of the first first Stodd mods that came out, and he was just running Kanama like everyone thought he was the goat at that. Like he was just on top of the world in, in Kanama at that point. I remember like like 2016 Stodd was just eating, and then I got a, a Kevin mod, so it's a nice selection. That is a nice selection. It's a good spread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I gotta ask who didn't make the cut. 
I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Which were the other five that you had to take down? <laughs> um, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. It's all good. I mean, <laughs> well, love's still there. <laughs> yeah. it? I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the, they're still there. They're just there's not on the shelf right now. There's, I, I guess I don't buy a ton of a ton of people's mods. So like buying the the white braid no jumper one. I mean, I have that one in package over there. But uh, yeah, like buying. I don't buy a ton of Kanamas, but like the Linden, the Kevin, uh, I mean, I won the Nick, but yeah, uh, I got a couple more. I forget even which, which ones, but those ones have, have been there for a while. They're solid five for sure. Oh, that's fair. I mean, you were yeah. just talking about how many Kroms you yeah. have to stash. So, I mean, there's yeah, only, yeah. you don't play so many Kandamas at a time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I know <laughs> in the past, uh, 20, what, 19, 18, the past three times you came to KWC, you made it to the up to the stage for the, what is it? The final, not 16, it's more than 16, like 30, uh, 32, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just the finals for the finals. finals. Yeah. On stage for the second day and everybody <laughs> gets a huge loot bag, right? What do you do? Yeah. How, what's your feeling on getting all these different companies, Kendamas when you're a sponsored player? Most of the time I would like, if I got a fat grab bag of Kendamas, I mean, at that event, I probably gave away, a lot of them maybe if maybe i sold a couple of them like maybe i if they were worth it but probably gave away most of them and that's always what i've enjoyed doing at a couple cons so i got lucky enough to win some prizes like just give them right back to the homies in the crowd like that's like uh, a great feeling to yeah. just immediately like these especially yeah. if you've seen a kid that's been there like all day and you're like okay this kid's been out here like all day jamming it's not like i mean anyone who shows up is more than welcome but like see a kid that's just been jamming all day long like putting in the work you're like this kid needs the dom for sure like, right <laughs> yeah. or i mean recent <laughs> the, the, those last like 2018 2019 catch and flows right on stage after everyone got their goods they would toss them out yeah it was it was madhouse <laughs> and they could hear like, like on stage like kind of yeah. like oh they're throwing all this sponsors yeah. shit like especially <laughs> in japan like it's like you get a gift, you receive a gift, like you treat it nicely. Like mm -hmm. it's there's mm -hmm. there's so much etiquette with within business, of course, as well. And like the biggest thing I think of that shocked me was like business cards. Like you don't, you're not allowed to like put it in your pocket right away. If you get a business card, you got to like look at it, like examine it. Like if you're sitting down, you put it down nicely, like as if it's like a utensil that you're about to use. Like you never just put it away or like in your pocket or some shit like that is rude because that is the card. That card is like the person almost. So same with a gift. So that's why I like it. Understand like Nobu being like, oh, they're throwing it out there. I will just like, <laughs> but I love that because like you know everybody's throwing prizes and shit and everybody else is all stoked and it's all like a whole bunch of energy. But you're like, yo, they're not throwing everything. What else is in those bags? What's, what's, what, what are you <laughs> totally. not? Throw? What are you keeping? That's totally. what I want to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't yeah. have to throw it. Just hold it up. Let me see. <laughs> a, yeah, yes. <laughs> I specifically remember like on stage, like Albert, like looking at shit as he's throwing out. He's like, sees like a oh, four thirty shirt, throws it over his shoulders, like, <laughs> like uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one that one can stay with yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do with the uh that the footlong dama? Dude, that's funny. I was mm. just gonna say something about that. I don't remember much of what I got in my swag bag for KWC 2019, but I still have that dumbass footlong dama in my trunk in the whip. Like every <laughs> once in a while when the trunks pop, like maybe if I'm about to play some disc with the homies, like 
<laughs> like I have like, well, this is a side note in that same box where I keep this foot long Dama. I, I keep Dama stocked in there to like literally give away to people. Like any, if there's somebody interested and I'm nearby the car, like I keep Dama's that are strung up that I've mashed together setups yeah. that are worthwhile to like give to somebody. And I just keep just giving away Kanamas from my trunk. But yeah, that foot long Dama just is chilling in my trunk. It's, it's all beat up. The base cup's all shriveled in. It's like, but yeah, I don't remember much of what I got, but that prize was a, was <laughs> made it out, bro. That yeah, one was those, so those intense. Ones sick. Yeah. 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 When I saw people taking out like long boxes, I was like, yo, either that's the Akimoto or it's that foot long. And I'm like, I'm guessing it's the foot long because the Akimoto is re- unreasonably priced. They're so, expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For that 10 cup. A lot of Cerados. It's a lot of Cerados. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yes, so I'm gonna just ask you to make one, Rob, like quickly. Or actually, it'd probably be more money. But that football, it, it might be, dude. You gotta get a clip. You gotta clip. Do some IG clips for that with that thing, yeah. Maybe, a, maybe I'll give you a story yeah. post, but like I'm not putting that whirlwind check. Whirlwind check. <laughs> oh, so are are you are you pretty like snobby in your your posts? Not snobby, but a perfectionist, I should say. Like I know, like the Gallagher's Nick specifically is like i, I don't put po- like that's not a banger i'm not gonna post it definitely because i know that so many of my tricks that i've posted i put so much time into so i don't find any reason to flood the feed and like take away from those posts that i already put so much work into i i don't find it necessary to like just make a post to make a post so like sure I'll, i love to post a story clip of like a trick i'm doing that day it's fun to just toss one up there with a little song, but I don't find the need to like fill my feed with a certain amount of clips every single month because I rather people see the clips that I am proud of. So, mm. so yeah. do you, do you, do you save stuff for YouTube? Do you prefer that? Most of the time, if I'm going to film for YouTube, it's like, there's an end goal. Like there's a project that I'm working to. Like it's not, it's rare that I'll just like, bag some clips and then decide to start making a video with them. There's got to kind of be a vision to start filming and like kind of know what I'm working towards. So yeah, I guess if I, if I decide, you know, start making an edit, then that clip will, will get saved for sure. Mm. So does that, does that come from you like yourself? Like you have to be like, Oh, I want to put out an edit or does your sponsor ask like, Hey, we want this many, you know, like a record deal with like a band or some shit. Like, you gonna do we, we got the contract for this many albums <laughs> yeah there's a 10 edit contract <laughs> there's not too many uh guidelines it's very um have to take your uh, own initiative and i think that's what companies appreciate is taking initiative and that's how i got anything from kanamas by taking initiative and making edits before anybody told me to make an edit like just just doing it just because um mm-hmm. i mean i haven't put out an edit yet this year and i and i need to and i'm scheming on one w- with joe like a little pov video but um yeah like i don't i don't have uh, any kind of pressure to to film anything i can do it at my own pace and i think as long as i don't like pull a fisher and like go off the map i can just keep <laughs> doing what i'm doing and i'll be fine like uh, make videos at my own pace and and i'll be putting out an edit within the next couple months so yeah you you uh, prefer the POV? You've been doing a lot of those. I like POV. It's so easy to just throw on the GoPro and and uh, and know for the most part it's going to be a good shot if you know how to 
properly positioned on your head it's pretty yeah that it's pretty angle. easy to just lock and load and like start filming you could just like not have to you can just be walking around like just there's not like you're not like stuck stationary like stuck in one spot where the tripod's like recording you kind of just like pop it on yeah. you can start filming I and mean, it's just good to go I feel like it's kind of nice for like your style of play too, with a lot of the like fast hands and like the quick little transitions and shit like that. You can like see it POV is like a good way for people to like even see it yeah. better or maybe even learn it, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing using slow-mo, you know, those sneaky like mm-hmm. half turns to candle grabs you're doing. And yeah, tense. exactly. There's certain tricks that like if I'm filming for a POV video. I might avoid, you know, certain tricks, Mm-hmm. do can be better appreciated as you're saying pov than others 100%. like so so many can like i'm not going to do my some late inward goons or or <laughs> whatever some something that would would go out of frame too crazy like i'm trying to do what works mm-hmm. for the for that angle even like i find always like with pov that lunars look they always look thummy because you're looking down at that angle mm-hmm. yeah so it's like see so like you know it's like lunar is a weird one where like i'm always like not I don't know. I don't always feel satisfied with how they look when you film a POV, you know, mm-hmm. but sure. it also, again, it depends on the trick though. Inward's a little bit different than regular. I feel like most people like inward more. No, is that just me? I think so. It seems to be more popular for like most, like when you get into like the harder lunar tricks, I think. Yeah. What do you think though? Which one do you do prefer? I like it. I like inward lunar, but mm-hmm. regular lunar is classy. yeah personally i feel like i'm more of a regular lunar i can i can find the balancing point a lot easier with inwards i feel like i feel like it's almost more horizontal the the can for some reason i don't know the position maybe how i'm holding perspective but yeah yeah and when i'm going for a normal lunar i feel like it we get also, you know, depending on the, the dama I'm using, if it's got a base cup hole or not or whatever, if it's heavy on that base cup, I always feel like I have to tip it back more than my my eyes think it should be. Like just looking at it, I wonder if it's because like if you put if you put it in inward lunar, you're kind of looking down the spike. But if you put it in regular lunar, you're kind of looking down the cerado. And you don't and the oh. spike is like longer. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of gives you a little bit more of a visual like, sight i guess yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. more of a visual aid you know oh, especially with that that chrome 10 this because it's terra 10 yeah. I mean, chrome, yes. terra, the terra 10 because it's got that it's yeah. like a fucking bullseye <laughs> the X. yeah it is the scope big old bullseye yeah looking down the scope it's balanced it's good oh <laughs> yeah, my god cool. i've never thought thing? of that before yeah. you learn something new every day hey learn to have some battle dude there was some interesting things that you've done personally Dylan, like maybe from, from inspiration from TJ, I'm not sure, but a few months ago, could have been early this year, I forget, you opened your time for Kendama lessons, one-on-one Kendama mm-hmm. lessons. How has yeah. that been going? How did it, how did it come to you to try it? So I was kind of scheming it uh, prior to my Europe trip and then uh, my Europe trip just kind of it kind of inspired me. It kind of made me think maybe it's possible. It's worth a shot. I was kind of feeling like, I mean, when you're out there playing Kendama for six weeks straight and like, it just feels like, I mean, it just felt like my entire life at that point, you know, you're just out there like really doing it. So I really was like coming back with the mindset, like 
this might sound silly to some people, but like, I don't even care what people think. I'm going to run with this and like, give it a shot. And like, I talked to some people obviously about it and trying to figure out a price that was fair and like, uh, not wanting to undersell myself because I know that like lessons for anything are extremely expensive. And I got some garbage for like the prices I was charging. And it's like, I've been playing Kendama for well over seven years at that point. And I felt like my knowledge was and time was, was worthy of, of a certain dollar amount and got a, a little bit of slack for it, but whatever it's besides the point. I did those classes for a little while after my trip. I was, I was excited to to try to run with it and, and maybe try to get some consistency on people to come back and do multiple classes, but it didn't really, it didn't seem like there was a market for it. That was uh, large enough to keep going. I, I was mm. uh, fortunate enough to get to do like, probably like 10 or 20 classes, which was cool. Got to talk to some people and um, teach them some tricks. And I did my best to provide them a good experience, like preparing beforehand and making it kind of personalized wherever I, hopefully the person that I was giving a class to had some clips to check out and I would kind of go through and scheme on maybe some, some trick ideas or see what, what be able to see what level they're at to uh, show them this trick. And, uh, give leave time for them to ask questions or about anything that they want. Uh, it was cool and I gave it a shot, but it just doesn't seem like there was a consistent market for it. And the other thing was I didn't want to just like completely be making that like the only thing I'm posting on my Instagram or my story, just like asking and asking and asking, like come join this class, come join this class. Like I don't <laughs> think I was ever overdoing at any point, but I didn't want to like just keep yeah. constantly asking. Like it just not desperate. Like, just like, I don't want to just be over and over again, trying to be so repetitive. Yeah. You're just like spamming, right? Just don't mm. want to just, yeah. Like, so I, I did it and it was, it was a cool experience, but just end of the day, I just don't think there was a market for it. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's interesting. Like there probably is depending on where you are, you know, if, I we, think if we were back in hard that, thing, yeah. in that Latvia time, you know, <laughs> that could have been something that you had gone with. But like, I know that, um, Kodamira, Kodaman from from uh, Zuma Danke and Mirai from Tokyo Dama Girls, they have a group that they do meetups like every month and stuff. And where they, of course, before COVID, they would actually meet up. But they also have now they turned it into an in Japan we call it an online salon where it's like a paid membership thing to be part of this community. So they are accepting of course money for like the month as a subscription fee and then you have like these lessons that they do online these gatherings that they do online and you know it could just be like mm-hmm. i'm interested if if it's a thing that is more open to be in in japan i wonder if it's a if there's a cultural difference i was going to say i think it's a very japanese thing yeah like that in general yeah just like the salon the idea of the salon thing is like i've heard about it in japan a few times and like not really anywhere else yeah yeah i but, but I think, like i, I don't think see that, why it couldn't work other places yeah. it's just kind of like you said like there just needs to be a market for it right and, you, and like where you're at and like being able to do it online versus in person i think make things very different mm. like the kodamirai thing they started in person and had a core group and then went to online because of covid yeah but i feel like it's a lot easier to do that than it is to go the other way around mm. 
right? If you're starting online and then like, cause in person, it's so much easier to like connect with someone and like actually show, especially with something yes. like Kendama that's yeah, like yeah. so analog, you can just like, you have to hold it right, right, you know, right. to do it. And you're like, you, you can sit here through the screen and be like, yeah, yeah, do that. But like twist your hand, this way. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it's not like you, that. You just freeze. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> but like, it doesn't work Bad as well as yeah. if like you're in person, you can like, you know, put your hand right there and like show them or like hold their thing. And you know, there's yeah. Right. It's just another. Right. Yeah. But they're totally, interesting. there totally is. Cause like, like you mentioned, Dylan, like, you know, there's classes for everything, every type of, especially mm-hmm. sports. Yeah, and stuff. I, guess, I guess I shouldn't make the big statement that there's no market for it. Mm, I think someone yeah. could absolutely run with it and do it a, even better than I presented it or could have done it. So I, I, I think it's possible, but maybe, maybe I just didn't do it the best way. Uh, I, there's so many aspects uh, of it. Yeah, 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 It's hard to do. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. That's, but I, I thought it was well, really cool. Good on you for getting in there yeah, and doing it yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks that people were giving you slack for it because it's like that it's only those things that can create, make Kendama be like solidified as a viable career option. Not only that, but a viable like thing to do. It's not like Oh, mm-hmm. a kid's toy anymore. Like it's a real thing. You know, if people just see mm-hmm. it as, you know, a fucking like playing jacks on the street or fucking marbles, if we want to, you know, talking to the old yeah. <laughs> people, um, it's, you know, <laughs> I bet there's like fucking Pokemon card instructors out there. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. You know, of course there is. And I of course if it was, hmm. I bet if it was connected to, uh, if a brand like kind of, uh, connected themselves to it and like presented their pros as like mm. as like if maybe they had three Available. pros in the team that wanted Sweet. to do classes like like really like promoted it through their page and made it very professional like not just like me some college kid like just throwing up a post on his own like kind of connecting it with a brand uh would be kind of mm-hmm. could be kind of kind of cool kind of could help it grow yeah I mean, if nothing else, you'd have like the exposure that that brand has yeah. to help you push it as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A little more. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's right. One big thing that Koda Mira has, right. Koda man being on TV and being a well-known presence within Kendama yeah. of Zuma Donkey. Totally. Shit. Yeah. And then him producing Tokyo Kendama girls and shit, like the connections there. So it was mm-hmm. something that could be definitely dude. Like, and mm-hmm. possibly another thing would be like, um, if it would become a career, like say example, like, or even like high pay, uh, a tournament prize money or some shit, like where thinking always for me, going back to like skateboarding, it was for street rats, punks doing that shit back in the day. Right. <laughs> and then the people who loved it had the passion for it we're the ones that continue to drive it. And that's one awesome thing about like pretty much everyone who is running a Kendama business right now. Like they have the passion for it. They are in it. They are players of it. And I feel like possibly, you know, like you're saying about Latvia and you know, who like Kenko back in the day, maybe that's when uh, someone from a different hand, they pass it off to someone else who didn't have that player's perspective, the passion Mm -hmm. that could kind of in ways corrupt it a bit um so that's another reason i feel like the kendama community is so cool and then you know connecting with skateboarding all those like old school skateboarders were the ones who started making projects started making boards and stuff and creating companies to keep it going 
I feel like doing this shit is is what makes Kendama a stronger presence as like, you know, when you like you learn about yeah. yo-yo, oh yeah, yo-yo is a thing, but then you like, oh, there's a whole scene, there's professionals, mm-hmm. there's massive companies, tournaments. It's yeah, it gets I have yeah. friends that are juggling teachers and they're like their fathers, they have families that they support through juggling, you know, just by teaching. So like that's yeah, and juggling is like obviously a lot older of a community and it like has a lot more to it than Kendama at this point, but right, right. it's not to say Kendama can't like at least join that community, be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> if not, if not, like it's not, I don't think Kendama will be as big as juggling as a whole, just because juggling is so encompassing of so many different props and like history of it too. Worlds all kind of amalgamated into what is kind of considered juggling, whether it be mm. flow arts or just straight juggling kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which Kendama has aspects of all of those things. And it is a part of that, but it's its own thing at the same time. Yeah. 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 I think, but like people didn't so. take it like seriously for a long mm. time. And that's why it stayed totally. as like a toy, right? Where 100%. juggling could have stayed a toy, but people were like mm-hmm. going out, creating a profession. Like I am a juggler. Yeah. 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 People like raise the skill level and then start showing people that you can do this. And then other people learn to do that. And then there's more people to teach. And then there you go. Boom. Now there's teachers are born. Mr. Westmoreland. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Hello, my teacher, Mr. Westmoreland. (laughs) Westmoreland-san. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fuck those people who are giving you shit about that. That sucks. That must've been shitty. Yeah, I kind of. Yes, too bad. Yeah. yeah. Fuck them. Were they people you know or are they just like randos like hitting you up, being like, yo, this is wild? Um, this one, I don't even want to give them the time of day. You don't have to give Yeah. This one dude. Yeah. Just somebody I kind of knew, like, whatever. Uh, it didn't mm-hmm. It didn't deter me. I gave it a shot. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah good. I felt like shouldn't, shouldn't. It, it just it felt like the right time like to, to run with it. I was feeling so connected to Kanama at that, like coming off the Euro tour. So it was like, I was mm-hmm. like, now's the time I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. So let's try it. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, you know, you look at, uh, uh Josh, what he's doing with the sweets. What is it called again? Institution. Yeah. Sweets Institute. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing it. They are accepting money. They're not mm-hmm. going directly to like Kentama players. They're having a different like market for it, mm-hmm. you know, going to schools, having an educational yeah. program around it. But still, like one on one, like you know, you can't get that and like anywhere else. So for like you said, you, there might not be a. Um, you had however many lessons. That's better than zero. I think it could be something that could like progress further. Like now that we're having events in person again, and more people are mm. coming together for this. Like you could do this at in person events. Like you know, you could give up a couple hours of your day at the event. And you should be like, okay, well, here's a time slot for like lessons with D-Westy. Here's a time slot for, you know, lessons with whoever or whatever. But that, I mean, that's already been a thing like with workshops and whatnot at, at NAKO and some other events. So like, I don't see why that's not possible. Yeah. Dude, watch after this video goes up within like three months or something, it's going to be some, some teams <laughs> hey throwing jams i mean dude uh just it's Koda man and high receipts are throwing jams mm-hmm. that are 10 buck entry fee jams really yeah I'm not Actually, sure. outside or in, outside. in a venue or yo yogi park they're just hanging out at a park so and they're charging ten dollars so, hey 
Are like, you want me to research? I feel, I no, think no. it was just like I believe you. I'm just that's interesting. <laughs> I think Why? it was just like a, like kind of like a hang. <laughs> and again, like you know, then then there's the connection that uh, that Kodaman already has like an audience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the high seeds kids are fucking gnarly as shit. <laughs> if you want to go watch some high level Kendama play, that's yeah. those are your fucking guys With right the there. Energy too. Yeah, exactly. I'm so glad they started that. Dude, yeah, it's so sick. The the young new gen Japanese COTK. Like it's just like everyone dreams of it. You're like, God, can you just be a gang? Like like you guys are <laughs> like like can you guys just like squat up, make videos, like please, because you're all sick as fuck. Like that'd be awesome. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did it. Yeah. Dude, it is it's so awesome. And how they're from different companies is such a rad thing to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's that old school, just like homie vibe. Yeah. Like it's not about the, the company. It's not about selling products. It's about making fucking edits. I don't know if I've I've shouted out, but got to give a shout out to the the best crew I ever I ever watched. Cotk, they gave me so much inspo back in the day. That was just a <laughs> oh yeah, such a fire crew. Very when you said like homie vibes, repping all different companies. Like first thing click was like Cotk, all repping yes. like different different companies mm-hmm. and just yeah. ripping. Yeah, that was such a cool thing to see, and yeah, they were the definitely like the the forefathers of that. Mm. How did you feel? Did you see the um the high receipts where they 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 didn't rip off, but they ripped that scene of you, Jake, Kenyatta, and TJ. I forgot what Ed, Kusa edit oh. was at the end where TJ does a double yank spike yeah, where everyone yeah. wasn't ready for the second one. Yeah, yeah, and they recreated oh, yeah. that exact shit. That's hilarious. Did they really? I didn't see that. That's so sick. I think I, I think I saw it, and I should have appreciated it more because that's super funny that they did that. Right, right, and of course they they didn't they didn't hint at it. Like they didn't say like, "Hey, this is from whatever," or like even in a post. Mm, it was did it. They just did it. Yeah, it's just like if you know, you know. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, and the reaction, like even even the when when the first yank happens. And then Ween screams, let's go. Like, I forgot, maybe Soma was the one. Like, Kaito did the yank and they're sitting there and someone's like, let's go. Or maybe a Kenobu. <laughs> and then he goes for the second <laughs> one. It hits. And they, just like you guys, like, jump from your wherever you were sitting down and just run off screen. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that was fun. So good. So, yeah. Um, you get a original high receipts pin when you go to the event you get a pin you get a pin put on your bag or your (laughs) 10 bucks run it (laughs) 10 bucks eh? so do you get a pin every week if you go every week or whatever how often do they do this right now it's just this this one this is the first time they're doing it from 10 Uh, to 12 interest is it like an enamel pin or one of those button pins probably a button pin i'm guessing (laughs) yeah (laughs) I was hoping. I was you hoping know, you, you weren't going to say that. The you're there to hang out. You know, there's probably you can ask the dudes for some uh, some tips and shit. I guess <laughs> that's yeah. They're doing know. the Ots session, which is super cool that they do. Like they they just hype like everyone and anyone. I remember like when I was at there at like Kendama Day, 
they did their their high receipts ats, ats session ats, ats, like very hot like like let's hot, like Moria got to let's like like get everyone hyped up yeah and they're like soma usually loses his voice at the end because he's just screaming in like this mic the whole time like oh! and like like uh kaito is like going around like grabbing kids to like get in this cypher that they make and they're just like do anything like airplane the kids hit airplane and then it's so cool to and see you know lose they shit. lose their shit and it, it's like that passion yeah. of because when it starts so many people, especially the lower level uh, skill level people are like shy. They don't want to go. They're like, I'm not at that level. And then, mm. you know, they, they pull them in and like, dude, what do you got? What do you got? Like, like spike, yeah. swing spike, do it. They swing spike. It was like, ah, like screaming. Like, <laughs> and that's how like yeah. the, that birth, that's I what's feel up. like within the States too, how it got stronger. Cause the, and, and mm. because everyone was at the same level, I kind of feel as Kendama was rising. And that's when it's like, yeah, this is cool. But if you have, you know, you play with other people who are really high level, maybe you're shy, you're not going to play. So it, it can take a turn for some people if you're going to continue playing or not. But when everyone's mm. on the same level, growing at the same time, that's when it's the fucking best. No doubt. <laughs> so that's what you're paying for, <laughs> that fucking motivation. I guess. You know, if big brother, I'd pay 10 bucks for those brother, guys to hype me up. Hype you up. Yeah. <laughs> I should get those guys to come to work with me. You know, come hype me up while I dig this fucking hole. <laughs> build build this fence, and they're just like, Yasu doing like back front flips and shit all the time. Yeah, hey, now we're now we're talking. I'm gonna talk to the boss. See if he'll hire the high receipts. Yeah, just for like a day or two. You know, maybe maybe once a month. Oh my god, a surprise crew for uh for for the the jam Terra Jam Van Jam. Yeah, mate. I was I was talking about like literal work, like landscaping, like as a joke, but. But yeah, that would be good for a jam night too. <laughs> That's why I said like build the fence and they scream the fence. <laughs> Dig a hole for a tree. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, mm-hmm. we've been rocking and rolling. Dylan, was there we've anything been you've been grinding. like you want to like share? Um what have you been doing recently or, or or some shout outs or something? Like, yeah, what's where's your mind at? Some shout outs? Yeah. I guess I could just say anyone who's listening at this point, uh you definitely like you have a strong passion for Kanama, so shout out to you for being this deep because I know <laughs> hell yeah I know I'll, I'll watch all these I'll listen to all these uh, nerd podcasts and hear about uh, all some of my favorite players that uh, got, have been on this show and um, will continue to be on this show. But uh, I just want to shout out Kanama and uh, the community. Like uh, I wouldn't be playing, so I would just be I'd probably still have a Kanama, but like. Obviously, without the community, I would not be playing like like I do to this day. So, shout out the community, shout out future friends, shout out uh, <laughs> shout out you guys. Thanks for thanks for doing these podcasts. It's super cool to to create these um these audio pieces that will last for so long that you get to really dive into people and you guys really take your time to to learn about people. Like I can't believe how like, I don't, I don't ever spend this much amount of time talking about myself. So it's, it's gotta be an earful to hear me talking for that long. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of people, plenty of fans, D Westy fans who are like, you know, you're what got me into it. Like watching your tricks. One of my favorite players, you know, totally. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, uh, can almost sick. And, um, I'm, I'm grateful for, all the opportunities I've got, especially uh, those Konami USA days were, were what, what brought me up. So that was, that was tight. Yeah. Super fun times. What are some, what are some uh, uh, words of 
inspiration for the for the young people? Because you were one of those people who are, you know, back in the day asking for signatures, now giving signatures. Yeah. Play for play for you, but uh if you can find a a purpose to to wanna grind Kanama more, if there's a, a company or a shape you wanna wanna rep and you wanna push yourself with to get to that next level, like do it. It's fun to have a, a goal in mind when you're, when you're grinding certain tricks, like a, a purpose. Um, that's always nice. And go play Konama outside. Like um, I have spent <laughs> so many hours playing Konama outside to, I mean, one thing like living with my, with my family, all those younger years, I didn't want to be too loud. So I would always just chase the sun. I'm, I'm, I'm out there playing Konama in the sun. Cause that's the best lighting. There's, there's no lighting that can replicate the sun. So go out there and, no. and see your kendama flipping around and and have fun. <laughs> and just just keep playing. That's the uh, just, just jam. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, this yeah. almost what two hours or more? more? Hey, we're like yeah, we. I think more. Almost three. Been a good good deep dive. It's been a little while since we've been in here, you know, getting back and comfy back in the studio. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like you said, MJ, like thanks for taking the time to come out, DOSC, and talk about yourself and give us some stories from Europe and yeah, all that shit. It's it's cool to hear. Yeah. And uh yeah, yeah keep up the good work, buddy. Don't let anybody tell you not to fucking teach shit, because <laughs> yeah. Old Rod <laughs> me and Rod will be going there and making some visits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean oh, yeah. that goes to like anybody fucking trying to do something. Like, don't worry about other people talking smack. Just fucking you think you can do it, you want to do it, you have mm-hmm. passion to do it. Dude, Dylan definitely mm-hmm. has passion, definitely has the know-how, definitely has you know mm-hmm. enough to to think about like, come on, just think about like yeah. uh, what's a good trick for a POV versus a normal, you know, tripod, you know. Yeah. Who, who thinks like I don't totally. really think about that, but yeah. This thought it goes into or like on the other end is like if you're gonna like you know if you don't like something someone's doing you know there's a there's a good way to go about like you know telling somebody or like criticizing or how you know you don't have to be yo that's fucking whack dude and it's like yeah cool that helps a lot yeah. really good for everyone Glad, thanks for coming out <laughs> you know like yes all right Dylan again yeah. thank you so much dude for hanging out with us hanging out with the nerds getting a nerds episode in uh it was awesome yeah. again. You know, you're, I, I believe I could be wrong, but in, from our experiences talking with each other, I, some, when I see you, you know, you're, you're like, kind of keep to yourself. So it's really cool. I think for not only me, for other people also to hear more, more of your voice, you know, and your side of the story. Cause again, with that passion, it's like, there there's must be a big voice behind all that shit. So again, thank you so much for opening up and talking with us for, for all, for this mm-hmm. long, uh, thanks for supporting you know, Patreon, everyone else you could support, yeah. you know, hold back on, what would you say? Hold back on the, on the McChicken yeah. one, or one you weekend, know. you know, <laughs> just, just one McChicken a month. <laughs> you can support Dominers and Ken Entertainment, all this content I've been <laughs> making uh, throughout the years now and trying to get more and more heavily back into it um, because everyone's supporting. And because of that, I can continue doing these, uh, these long form audio podcasts, got weekly dominoes doing every week, trying to put more stuff on YouTube. So other people can like get into it or get a deeper connection to it. Uh, this again, this wooden skill toy that we all love because, you know, when you have a room that looks like ours with fucking damas <laughs> covering your walls and your shelves in boxes mm-hmm. and stuff, you're, you're in it. You're, you're a nerd. 
one of us unites. Yes. Oh man. You may not be wearing glasses, but you're a nerd. Yes. I'm a nerd. Jeez. I'm a nerd for life. <laughs> nerd for life. Uh, yeah. Shout out for the Patreons and all that. Thank you. And I guess on all that note, I guess these three nerds are out. out.